Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where I am so freaking excited to have these two men back in my life. God, that sounded... No, nah, I'm good with it. I'm sticking with it. I'm running with it. Getting these two men back in my life, fan freaking tastic I am being joined tonight by D and Shinzu. D, how you feeling tonight, man? Pretty good. Still on vacation, so I'm good to go. I love it. Dude, you work too hard, man. I know. <laughs> really, and that's coming from a workaholic. You work too hard. Yeah. And we're being joined tonight by Shinzu Shinzu. Dude, how are you feeling, my man? It's good to see you since last time you had your, your video off and you didn't want me to let me see that beautiful, beautiful cranium of yours. Sexy, I know. I keep it nice and smooth just so I can blind people that drive by me in the highway. Oh, God. Give me some turtle wax. Accidents. Exactly. Oh, God. Two knuckles. I'm even allowed to be back on the show after last week. <laughs> you know, ironically, I get that a lot. And uh, God, who was it? I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna keep coming on the show and, until you kick me off." And I'm like, oh, "That was you me." Do re- <laughs> no, 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 it was somebody other than you. Oh Jesus! I was I was typing with somebody, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna let you on." They're like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna keep coming because it was at, it was funny because it was after you and somebody else said it." I'm like, "God, is am I am I really that shitty of a person? Like, do I really does it sound like I'm gonna kick people off all the time?" <laughs> Nah, I just think with that eventually, like, we all believe, you know, after like the sixth or seventh time, you're going to be like, I'm really tired of this person and they're, you know. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, go back and listen to some episodes. There are some people that have weeded themselves out and I put up with them and their shenanigans. So you. I have, are yeah. Perfectly fine. It, for now. And then I'm sure it'll, it'll, uh, I'll age poorly. Like a uh, a box of uh, a box of red wine put inside of a trash can to ferment as I, even further. As I say, dude, un- unless you like, I mean, and, and granted, being a dick is kind of subjective, but unless you just start being a dick on the show, you're always going to be welcome. Like, I could, I could try. That's how it rules. I could try. Being I mean, a that's dick. not a challenge. That is not a challenge. <laughs> I could. What about the next TikTok challenge? He's be be a dick. Don't be twos. a dick on the GNA. Well, so. First segment of the show, and I'm excited for tonight's because I've got like a little story behind mine. Um, but what is everybody drinking? So, Shinzu, I saw that glass in your hand. It's making my nipples hard looking at it. What are you drinking, good sir? Um, well, I, I've been drinking pretty much since about four o'clock, uh, and I have been drinking a 12 year old scotch, which is uh, from Nepahog Valley in Ireland. So it's an Irish scotch. So technically it's just whiskey, I guess. Um, but it is absolutely delicious and it's like the price point of like twenty nine ninety nine for twelve years and it's really good. Ooh. I gotta ask. I actually I see the look on, on D's face. What are you about to say? No, um uh I was muted and then Mike Meek said piss off and now no matter if I mute myself or unmute, it's getting all the background noise. I'm just trying to fix that. So I'm looking at my computer like, Why are you a dick today? <laughs> I thought you had totally had something to say. You know exactly what that face for. He's constipated. Very much so. Uh, yeah, I'm out there. No, so like have you uh, the first thing that came to mind when you said a price point on Scotch, have you tried Delmore? Delmore. Yeah. Delmore. You're talking about the one with the fancy uh, glass and uh, and like the stag on the front, right? Yes. Yeah, I have a 12 and a 15 year old uh, actually here with me right now, and I absolutely love it. See, I'm a I'm a big I'm a rum burgundy kind of guy. I love scotch. I love scotch. I love whiskey. Um, I'm a big into bourbon. Uh, some of the best bourbon I've ever had is actually uh, from a distillery not far from me. It's a um, 
a maple bourbon because you know my state Ooh. maple everything it's made by saxon distillery and it's um free plug by the way but it, it's it's out of this world it, it's a little on the sweeter side but it has a nice maple aftertone sorry maple aftertone to it and it goes down so smooth and it's so good it's ironic that you say bourbon because I'm actually going at the end of August. I'm going on the Kentucky bourbon trail. Um, a friend of mine, actually, he's been on the show before. Magnate is, he's, uh, well, I think I can say this and I don't think it's a secret. He's getting married. Uh, and he asked me if I wanted to go to his bachelor party, which he's going to Kentucky and he's going to be doing a weekend doing the Kentucky trail. And when he called, when he, when he messaged me up, he's like, Hey, would you be interested in going? And I'm like, is there a term more like more condescending than does a bear shit in the woods? Like, you know, does a do, do hookers and blow go together? Like I was trying to think of something better than that, but I couldn't. So I just responded with does a bear shit in the woods. So yeah, I'm actually, uh, I'm going to be doing the bourbon trail. So I, I'm just going to say that you're doing the bourbon trail, which means that you're going to be a, a true gentleman and you're going to fill a bunch of Ziploc bags of, of bourbon and, and mail them to me, right? So I can also join you without being there. Oh, I'm probably going to come back with a gaggle of bourbon because I've got bourbon drinkers where I work. Um, Blue Shark is a bourbon fan, so I'm going to be looking out for something for him. Um I've, I've got like, like, I've got so many people that I'm going, yeah, I'm picking up bourbon for. Because like, okay, I'm a scotch person. Like, I prefer, like, usually when you get people who like, who like, they're, you know, they're, they're either a whiskey or a scotch, or sorry, they're either a bourbon or a scotch person. There's usually, it's a rarity that they're between. I actually have a question for you because, um, I really, so, cause I'm also a scotch person, but I always like to ask other scotch people, do you like the peaty scotch, uh, like a Laphroaig, or do you like kind of like the sweeter stuff? Cause like Dalmore, for example, they finish theirs in a sherry cast, so it has like a nice sweet aftertone. So I, I actually like it. I like scotch, but I, I like it depending on the mood I'm in. Like, for instance, if I'm going to go sit down and I'm going to sit outside by a fire and I'm going to have a cigar, uh, maybe an after dinner drink type of thing, I like a little bit more peaty, like the, like Lafroy or like the McClellan, what was it? The 17 or 19 year. I can't remember which one it was, but it was somewhere in the higher teens, McClellan. Um, nice and peaty, got a, got a little bit of a bite to it, but I like the single barrels more than I like the blends. I'm okay with blends depending. There's just not a lot of blends I like out there. Now, if I'm just sitting down to sit down with a bunch of friends and drink, like we're just going to sit down, have a glass talk, bullshit. Um, I like the sweeter things like a Glenn Levitt or, or a Delmore. Um, but yeah, well, Shinzo, what do you got? You got your hand up. Um, did as well, but um, I want to say that. So, have you had Glen Fittich? Oh yeah, yeah. So I've had, I've had almost every Glen you can think I of. I did. I went to um, uh, a local place, and they had a, a, a little one of those little gift boxes that had a twelve, fifteen, and eighteen year old, and like the fifteen year old mm, yep. was like spot on. But D, oh yeah, I think Cecil should make like a chart of like which Scotch goes with what, like mood versus like food, or <laughs> occasion. You should have like a little chart going around. He's and have, got like, like the name of the Scotch. Dude. He's got like a little scotch bottle that has like a mood ring built into it. Well, that, that's the thing is that like depending on what mood I'm in is what type of scotch I like. Like uh, if I'm going to if it's if it's before dinner and it's just a bunch of people sitting around and we're kind of like working up to like grab a meal or something, I'll totally grab something sweeter. Um, 
something something that's finished in a sherry cask or or even the the ones that were finished in have you had the oh crap i can't remember if it was glenn ledovit or glenn fittich i think it was glenn fittich finished in an ipa barrel I had not, um, but I'd be very interested in trying it. Um, I just, I'm also like a very, very much a single malt kind of guy. Like I like, I don't like the blended scotches too much because as I kind of like have this weird view where like, you know, they, they have some of like a really nice 12 year left or a 15 year left, but they don't have enough to like put into a ton of bottles. So they just basically mix it with a lot of the newer stuff and then it's a blended, but like the single malt. And so I'm, I'm like, you know, that it's, is it when they, when they put it into a hop, barrel or you know is that a single malt or is that a blended they put in there no 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 so it's typically a actually you know what i don't know i don't remember if that glenn fittich is a i think it's a glenn fittich i don't remember if it's a blend or not i'll look it up uh i'll look it up and i'll send you i'll send you a link for it. or i mean you can look it up yourself i think it is a glenn fittich because i also ran into glenn fittich does a lot of stuff um there is like a, a coffee oh, yeah, scotch too and i'm i'm not about that at all yeah i'm looking it up quick right now to see what what it is oh no it's a first single malt scotch so it's a single malt Very nice. finishing uh indian pale ale craft beer cask yeah yeah i like uh there, there are just so many out there um cooper's choice the 1994 cooper's choice mildly peaty not too peaty but mildly peaty great Great, great, great. Um, but yeah, so like, sorry, I kind of, uh, I got a deviation. So like, usually you have scotch people and bourbon people. Very rarely do you find somebody who likes both of them. I don't, it's weird. Like, I don't not like, wait a minute. What's the word? Like, I like bourbon, but if I had to say which one I like more, I like scotch more than I like bourbon. See, I'm a, I'm a right in between. So I'm, I'm an equal opportunity alcoholic. Um, I'll drink anything that's put in front of me with the exception of tequila. I do not like tequila. Um, but when it comes to bourbon or scotch, that is my mood liquor. Like if I want something to just kind of like mellow out and it's definitely going to be a scotch. If I'm feeling like, you know, I want something a little bit on the harsher side, bourbon. Um, but also I do tend to go to bourbon when I make like old fashions or cocktails. Um, and it's amazing. It's so good. I could see that. Well, let's kick on here. D, what are you drinking, man? I am actually drinking some uh, Kraken rum mixed with the um, zero sugar Coca-Cola. Oh, yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. I love Kraken. Yep, so I uh, grabbed some. I know it's a, it's a sipping rum rather than a, or I mean a mixing rum rather than a sipping rum. So I went ahead and just mixed it. See, I disagree with that. I, I honestly, I do enjoy Kraken by itself. It is, there are very few rums out there that I enjoy drinking just by themselves. Kraken is actually one of them. I, I, I agree with D. Um, Kraken is a bit rough. Like, it's not so much the flavor of it that's rough. It's that the, the bite. Like that, that rum bite at the end, it masks all that sweet molasses flavor that you would get out of it. When you mix it, I mean, I mix pretty heavy. I do like a, I do like a 50 50 when I do mix, mixes of Kraken, but just having that little bit to cut that bite really brings out some more of that caramel flavor. Plus, if you're doing something like Pepsi or Coke that already has a caramel flavor to it, it really enhances that for me. I mean, if you, if you dig it, 
sipping it. That's awesome. Um, but when I think of a sipping, I think of more like pirate. I mean, hey, there's no kink shame in here. So if you enjoy your liquor, you enjoy your liquor. The only thing that we can all agree on exactly. is that anything in a plastic handle is absolutely awful. Yeah. Ooh, that brings me back to Stalingrad yeah. vodka. Do you guys remember um, way back when I was a wee little lad? I went out and I got like my first uh, my first handle of vodka, and I was so proud of it. It was like Ghibli's vodka or some shit. And I brought it to the party that we almost died at, and uh, it was. I think I don't think anyone touched it because I'm pretty sure it just ate through the. It, I think it just ate through the bottle. Yeah, that's like there's there are some some out there like there are some boozes that like. Oof. Oof. Big oof. I'll be having some really good vintages pretty shortly. How do you figure? Well, in uh, halfway through August, I'm heading over to see my buddy, Matt, over in uh, Germany. So I'm heading for a week in Germany and going to chill out with my army buddy. And you didn't invite me. Yeah, you didn't invite me either. But granted, I've already got two vacations I mean, in August. I mean, it's so. your friend. But then again, I'm your brother. <laughs> No, but I, mean, I don't have a passport, dude. so yeah, dude. yeah. I've got my everything set up. I mean, yeah, I'll get a free place, to, free place to stay. Matt's a good guy. He's the guy that I stayed with when I was there over in Germany for two and a half months. I would love to go drinking with you, D. Not not Cecil. I, there's very few people I, I know that could drink me under the table. Cecil's definitely one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! I was like, <laughs> no, what no, the no. fuck, dude? Like. That's how it rolls out. Like, oh, I don't want to drink with you. And, oh, oh, well, that makes much more sense. Yeah, Why you no, I have, drink uh, with me. Okay, I have I a legendary that. liver along my current group of friends, and and I've told them horror stories about you. I was like, you think I can drink? You think I can put them away? This this man, you you assume he's dead because the amount he can drink and and still remain upright, it's insane. It's I don't insane. do too. I don't do too bad myself. Well, you got say, you like, got I, weight uh, on me. I, though, I guess man. if I that's I do the I do I do have a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to have a reputation to precede me, I guess doesn't die from alcohol. Is it a good really one. is. Um, also, if the zombie apocalypse does occur, you'd be like a pickled human, which they might enjoy or might not yeah. like. Yeah, they might just take a bite out and be like, oh, and the, the amount of alcohol going through my system, the virus will get in and go, oh, shit, no, we could, You know what we could do is we could just like, put a little like needle in you and just treat your blood as a hand sanitizer. Did you guys ever read the Andromeda Strain? Michael Crichton's The Andromeda Strain. But I have a feeling I need to. I will. Okay. Okay. So, like, it's it's actually a really good book. Um, deals with pathogens and all that crap. But anyway, in it they find uh, two different, and I'm not going to ruin the book, but they find two. Okay, I'm not going to ruin the book a lot. In the like the first chapter of the friggin' book, they find you know this this village that's been. Like everybody's dead in, but they find two people alive. One of them, this old dude, and I'm like, I'm the old dude in the Andromeda strain. Like the virus gets into me and says, "What the fuck are we gonna do here?" Like literally, we're gonna, we are we gonna kill this guy? This guy should be dead already. Why are we gonna try? Yeah, if you haven't read the Andromeda Same, strain, you know, Same. honestly, 100%. I don't read as much as I should. Um, I, I will admit, like some of the some of the best things I have I have read was back when I borrowed those books from you, uh, the Resident Evil books from you, and like there's that oh, still that, that one series. passage or like that one chapter in the book where like the they're trying to like take out this umbrella facility that had basically just started a bunch of crap up, and this dude had actually managed to train like the zombies to like 
follow orders and but one of them was like messing around on the operating table and then like scratched her eye and she became infected because of course you do that look blood and then like the dude was just eating she was just eating the dude's face and he just like smile and he made him smile even though she was like chewing on his like cheek and i'm like dude, that's the that's that's the second book that had rebecca chambers as the main protagonist and it was cabin cabin's cove oh, or cabin's so cove or corbin's cove or something Yes, and then she, she sit there. She and what she did is she rubbed. She's looked at dried blood, or she scratched some dry blood that was on an operating table, looked at it, sniffed it, and was like, "Ew." And then later on, it wasn't even like right then and there. It was later on, like a chapter later. She scratches her eye, and they said something like she got something in her eye, and she scratches her eye, and that's like it was beautiful. It how was they that ex machina though. Later on in that book, with like somebody had like a lucky grenade, they just kept tossing them. <laughs> Oh, you mean like the Sarge yeah, it jump? Was like yeah. Somebody just happened oh, yeah. to have like that a happens. lucky, like it was one of those old like World War II grenades, the, the mashed potato grenades, and they just happened to have it, and they ended up dying as a result, and she used that to escape. But like the, those book series, they also delve into like you know a lot of like what the the big the big Mister X guys were, which was insane to me, and yes. all that good stuff. But especially at the time, and I like the I think I like the way the books went over where the video games went. I with do the too, because like I feel like the the video games went in the same trope like you have you have resident evil right survival horror game initially like the camera angles were garbage but they led a lot to the suspense and the terrifyingness like you hear the zombie on the other corner of the screen you can't see it so you wait like 10 minutes and you're like oh, okay i guess i'll just you know go ahead and see what happens because the zombie's obviously at the opposite end of the hall and the minute the camera flashes the zombie's like right on top of you and you're like Arr! yeah but see so oh, yeah. at least your at least your well, body's here, not get so what bad I'm drinking. That you get an exorcism performed on you because the the demon that tried to get inside goes nope nope want back out call up the priest let me the fuck out of this guy yeah. uh, I don't know why I feel compelled to call this priest and ask for an exorcism it's so strange well I gotta tell you what I'm drinking tonight um, and the reason I gotta tell you about this is because I do not like sours I will say it again I do not like sour sour beers the sours I hate them. I've always hated them. I've never liked them. I have I have never found one I like up until Thursday. So I went over. We were taking some. We had some people come from uh, California and Hawaii. They were visiting in. And we took them out for, you know, some, a meal and then some beers. Because, of course, they're in town like they don't know what to do. So I went to the Vale Brewery in Richmond. While we were there. We're sitting there, we're looking at some stuff, and um, we're trying some beers, and somebody had said, hey, that one there, and this is this beer is called Tefnut, hold on, Tefnut Fluffy Mango Pineapple Trace. That's the name of this, okay? And I'll show you the, the can. It's got a really cool onk oh, on it. Oh, it's nice and polished, too, so it's almost like a mirror, too. Yeah, and it's not like... Like it's it's really well put on there. Like it's just it's a sticker on you know the, on the can, but it, it's really well done. Anyway, so this is done, and whoever's listening, you might real you might know who this is, but it's done by the Veil, and the Veil did a collab with Omnipoyo. So if you know Omnipoyo beers, you know what I'm about to talk about here. So this is I'll, I'll read you the can. It's a triple fruited Imperial Gauss. Ale with mango, passion fruit, marshmallow, vanilla, and Thai ginger salt. 
It's 10% by volume, which is freaking amazing. And I'm going to hold this up so that you can see this because I want you to see like how the top of the glass is. Now, this is not like a beer. This is more like a smoothie. Okay. And the look on your face, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh my God, why would you put that into your body? This is so good. What I'm thinking is that it looks like you drank that beer, immediately rejected it, and then started drinking it again. That's the thing. That's what this beer looks like. It literally, if I was to describe what this looks like, this looks more like orange juice than well, it does it a beer. You said it was triple fruited, right? There's, so there was a ton of fruit, and they probably left it unfiltered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% unfiltered. Like, this is a pulpy drink. It's uh, Or at least it feels pulpy when I'm drinking it. I'm going to tell you, though, this is an amazing beer. And... It's literally blowing my mind because I don't like sours. And this is a sour beer. But here, I'm going to see if I can give you the hits as I do this. So, so on the nose, you really get that mango smell. And the attack is like 100% mango. As it washes over, though, it has like this passion fruit flavor. And that citrusy kind of kind of kick to it. And it gives you that like side of your mouth, like sour, like smacking. And then like at the very, very tail end, as you breathe out, like the exhale, you get this little bit of marshmallow to it. It's just such a wild frigging beer. It's just like, oh. But yeah, it's a, it's a it's a wild wild beer, uh, and I'll say it again for any of, the, any of those listening. It's it's a, a combination of the Vale and Omnipoyo, Tefnut, fluffy mango pineapple trace. So, check it out if you can get your hands on it. I don't even know if it's being sold. I immediately picked up a four pack because it's good. It is hard so to good. find a good sour that I enjoy too, because sometimes they're just it's sometimes they're like almost vinegary. Yes, yes. And this is, this has got all the good parts of a sour. Oh man, it's just like, it's like drinking a beer smoothie. That's the yeah, best way I can describe it. Like it's I got agree, that. because sours are sometimes harsh, you know. I, it, it really depends on the sour for me. That, th- this, this 100%, as, as I said, I do not like sours. I like this. Well, this actually, here's a, here's a question for the group, because this is honestly something I'm not aware of. Like, what is your favorite type of drink, both both D and Cecil? Uh, are we talking uh, beer, we'll, or are we we'll talking go with, We'll go with beer. Or just, like, favorite all around? Okay. Um, I really like stouts and porters. I think those are the only ones that I can be, that I can want to drink whatever mood I'm in. Typically, though, I shy away with stouts only because they, they like people get really crazy with stouts and they start making them not taste like stouts. I like that stout flavor that I'm going to describe it as the burnt flavor. Like that's that's that specific stout flavor you get. I like that flavor. And when you get too far away from that, I don't like it. But I'm going to go with stouts, stouts, porter range. 
I prefer uh, Hefeweizens or Crystal Weissens. The only difference between the two is the Crystal Weissens are filtered and Hefeweizens are non-filtered. They're, um, I like German beer that's a little bit on the sweeter flavor, and I just absolutely love them. I don't think I've found one that I don't like. I only ask because um, I'm going to be brewing some beer in the in the next uh, in the next couple of weeks, most likely, depending upon availability of the person I brew with. And uh, the project was going to be, or is going to be, a, a shandy for the for the remaining portion of the summer. But the next one on on deck is going to be a stout. Well, a shandy is just beer and no. soda. No, uh, this, this, shandy, this, this shandies are typically a beer with a fruit. Like it, it's going to be like a Hefeweizen with like lemon in it to make it like a light refreshing drink to have during the summer. In this particular instance, I've never had a, a shandy with soda. So like we always used to drink shandies and a shandy in England, if you order a shandy, it's a, uh, it's literally like a lager with uh, like lime soda. We drink it with fruit. I'm allergic to lemon, so... <laughs> Well, it's not for you, obviously. Um, so what I can do, um, D, because the next the next one I do, and, and obviously, Cecil, you're not going to enjoy this one because it's too far out there. Is I have um, a recipe I've I've kind of like created of a of a chocolate stout. So it's going to be a chocolate stout, but um, all I don't have a barrel. Um, I'm going to be basically taking some of the oak stabs that you can get for like doing wine and whatnot and i'll be soaking them in apple brandy and then basically trying to simulate a aging within a uh, brandy barrel oh you can do that yeah like i've got some of those where they're like the sticks that you just stick in with whatever clear liquor you're doing and it it, it ages the uh Whatever it is, like I have a cocktail yeah, and I'm, I'm aging hoping that it comes cool. out really well. We're only gonna this this particular brew is only gonna be able to happen once because the uh, the company that makes the local company that makes the apple brandy that I'm going to be using no longer makes the apple brandy. So this will be a one and done sort of situation. But I will save Aww. you and I'll save D a um, a bottle of it. And if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you don't, it's still gonna be high ABV, so you'll enjoy nope. it anyway. Question, is the chocolate stout going to be chocolate because just the, f- the flavor of the hops, or are you actually using chocolate in it? Because I'm allergic to cocoa chocolate. Oh, it's going to have cocoa nibs in it. Sorry, man. Sorry, I'm, I'm done. I, I can't have it then, unfortunately. Uh, I'm, I'm a killjoy. You're going to die. kid that again, is allergic to peanuts, so I can't bring a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to school. Right. Right. Well, all right. Well, second second segment of game, or of show. Jeez. Uh, second segment is Steady Games. So Steady Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we pontificate uh, how we feel gaming is just in general. So I was going to say, hey, D, you go first since I started with Shinzu, but you are shoveling food into your face. So Shinzu, what's your state of games? No, don't stop eating. Keep going. I'm I mean, just, I'm, I'm, I'm just at the moment just marveling the amount of food he's shoveling into his face right now. Like seriously, that was like sick. That like he definitely did not swallow in between shovel there. Like it was six. No, it full was like a dog you give to a face. treat, and like if like, you give the dog a treat, he basically acts like he hasn't eaten in like six weeks. He just basically swallows your hand whole. But uh, my state of games is I'm still playing the same game I was playing last week, and I really haven't done too much because I went I went kayaking. I spent a lot of time outside uh, this past week, so I did kayaking. Um, but I was playing you know Destiny two because I can't. Like, I don't know what's wrong with that game other than that it's fucking awful, but at the same time, I can't stop playing it with my friends 
That's that's what it is. It's the it's the friend thing. Yeah, it's, it's it really like is. A, like, it's a shared misery. We as just sit there with like with you know giving else. ourselves paper cuts and soaking them in in lime juice or, or lemon juice and then rubbing salt into the wounds as we play this game and think about how amazing it could have been if they just stop recycling the same crap over and over again. Um, but it's coming to the end. Um, you know, this season's coming to a close and the solstice is next week. So after that and uh, a few weeks, I'm sorry, two or three weeks after that the uh the next season will become available and that eclipses uh what i've paid for and i'm not putting any more money into that game um i've bought the last expansion the sabathun one i bought the uh the supreme collection one that allowed me to have like the first two seasons for free and i'm not buying anymore because i was so disappointed in the last like two seasons i'm just like i can't do this anymore but that allowed me to get through the backlog of games i have um however on deck is I do want to get a Nintendo Switch. Um, I don't own. I had one, sold it, and now I'm kind of regretting it <clears throat> because I want to start playing through like the Secret of Mana series they have uh, on the store, along with a lot of those N- Zeldas. Not necessarily the Breath of the Wild, but like the old school Zeldas that they ported over. Say minus the Zeldas. I was going to say, well, if you're talking about playing the the Mana stuff, have you considered getting a Steam Deck? But as soon as you said Zelda, I'm like, no. And I did consider getting a Steam Steam Deck, deck, um, but a lot of the games I want to play are for uh, Nintendo. I'm just really sad that certain games from the SNES... So uh, one of my favorite oh, games, go ahead, go ahead. and I, I feel kind of bad about this because D and I were growing up, and and D owned these games. But every time he would like leave, I would I would, I would play them while he wasn't around. Secret of Evermore is a highly underrated game, and I'm so sad that did not get ported over to to the uh, to the the Switch. Also, Illusion of Gaia. Come on, Nintendo, get that game on the platform. Okay, so I'm going to bring this up now since you went back far enough that this actually works. Have you heard of RetroArch? Fire up Steam and search for Retro. I think it's called RetroArch, specifically on Steam. But they released this just prior to releasing the Steam Deck. And it is... It, it allows you to any... Okay, let's start off with the legality stuff here. You have to, of course, legally own the game before you use any ported ROM or anything of that sort, pulling it over. However, this allows you to actually play it on your Steam Deck, but it natively like sets all the settings and everything else for you, so you can play Secret Evermore. Uh, Secret of course, of Mana, I will always own a game before I get a ROM of something. A hundred percent, and we support I all legalities here at GNA. Exactly. Would you download a car? Would you download a house? Would you download a, a $40,000 bottle of liquor? I mean, if you okay, could 3D print one, a bottle could, of scotch or a bottle of liquor, I absolutely would. would download that today. This is all starting to sound like some Star Trek piracy going yeah. on around here. Where the hell are these replicators? Because I want one. Yeah, I mean... I'm I'm some I'm literally I'm backtracking on the legality thing. If I could download a bottle of four thousand dollars, I'd do it. In in the Star Trek universe, the uh, replicators were not allowed to dispense alcohol. So you can do synthahol. So you lose. Get out. Your nerd license has been revoked. 
Yes, but we're talking oh. about a replicator for ours. It's just like Star Trek, not the actual exact replica here. So yeah, it's a simil. It's a simile. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. good point. No, I know he was. He's just trying to backtrack. Uh, he's trying to backtrack. No, but I agree. I, I want. I, I want these versions of the replicator. Um, I think I, I went I to a party once, and they were serving Romulan ale, and that stuff was oh, it's so good. It's so alcoholic, but it's so good. Well, what I haven't been playing a, a, a lot of games lately because, you know, I've been on, uh, I've been, I went to Legoland first, which was awesome. So we went to Legoland, took the kids to Legoland. Uh, afterwards, oh, what's up, Shinzo? You look Where like you kind of Where the fuck was my invite? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Shinzo wants to go with you. Like, he hasn't talked to you in forever. We just brought you back together. No, you brought, you brought you him here to together. rub my face in he the fact that he got to go to Legoland. Dude, don't worry. I didn't get to go to Legoland either. Yeah, so we, we stayed at the hotel. Legoland. We did kind of electronics for a weekend to get the kids away from electronics for a few. So we did the whole Legoland thing, the whole experience being in the hotel, going through the park. Um, we did that. We went through the Mystic Aquarium, did the Mystic Aquarium thing, and then uh, we went and saw uh, my grandmother and, and, and went to the beach and everything else. We just got back. Uh, we did. I have been playing a little bit because uh, when we got back from Legoland, well, we did bring up, you know, bring the switches and everything else. So I was playing my uh, Final Fantasy on Steam Deck again, the, the Pixel Remaster, of the Final Fantasies. Yeah, and I've been playing the on the Switch. I just started playing uh, Cotton. It's a uh, it's an old uh, side-scrolling shooter, which is really good. But they did a reboot on it on on Reels uh, Strictly Limited Games. So it finally came in after pre-ordering that like a couple of years ago. So I was playing that on the Switch, which is really a lot of fun. I actually have a question for you because I don't own a Steam Deck. So, um, does Steam Deck? You, you mentioned a few titles on Steam Deck. Are you allowed to do those offline play, or do you have to be online to play those? So far, as far as I know, you have to be online because uh, my Steam Deck wasn't working offline for those. But what I did is I uh, just did a uh, hotspot with my phone and I was playing. Boo, Wendy Testaburger. Boo. So there's there's a bunch of games that I can. Terraria was one, I believe, on my, on my Steam Deck. Yeah, there there are plenty of games that you can play offline. It's just if the game yeah. itself requires an online DRM, Most do. which unfortunately a lot of games that you get do have an online check, an online DRM check. But there were plenty of games that I was playing that did not require that. Like I think I want to say Shadows of Mordor did not require me to be online. Um, and I'm just going on a list of games I was playing. Uh, no Man's Sky did not require an online check. So cool games. I don't remember what else I was playing there. Terraria didn't. Well, I mean, like, there's some games that are. are it's, it's all depends on the on the maker and you know Square Enix. Yeah, because that was. Uh, I was looking IPs. to get uh, Final Fantasy off like uh, Google Android, the Google Play Store, and the reviews were like, "You have to be online to play. You have to be online to play." And I'm like, "Oh, the only reason I'd download those games to play would be if I was, you know, on an airplane or something along those lines." So positive, again, with the retro arc is that unless you were looking for the pixel remasters, of course, but a lot of those old school games, since they load off the ROM, you could still you know, play I, them offline. I honestly off. prefer the non-redone versions of those games. Like, I I love the pixelated versions of American version of Final Fantasy 3, Final Fantasy 6 in in actuality. Like, I love the old pixelated versions of those things. They're just, that that is the sweet spot to me. 
Well, the pixel remasters are actually they're they're the old games, but they're like the edges and stuff are sharpened up. Um, the music is redone better. So, like things like there are things I don't know how I don't know how deeply you got into ROMs or if you got into ROMs, but like you can take ROMs, you can decompile them, and then you can add in stuff. Like I've got a ROM of Final Fantasy IV. Because I have every version of Final Fantasy IV in existence. Like, I literally, I have every cartridge. I have the Japanese versions. Like, I have every 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 possible way that you can buy uh, Final Fantasy IV, I have. So, as I, as I say that, just keep in mind, I have every single one. Um, and I don't mean that as a joke. I literally have every single one. <laughs> but I have a version of Final Fantasy IV that actually took, do you remember there was an album that came out forever ago called Celtic Moon? It was music from Final Fantasy IV, but it was done in the Celtic arrangement. I actually took all of that, dubbed it into the actual ROM itself, so that when I play the ROM, see that's, I have the that's Celtic too much work for me. Like I have a retro pie that I made um, that has a ton of old games, games that I, I do actually own, um, and it goes all the way up to Nintendo sixty four. Like I have 007 on on that one, but I, I've never actually decompiled it and then and then like put things into it. Yeah, all I mean is that like you can find versions out there that are like like they've got like like the new pixel remasters, the things that they've done to it, people have already done with the old ROMs. And like they were good. They were creature comfort improvements. They were good things. They weren't like total game overhauls. Yeah, I don't like the game overhauls where they where they completely take the uh the graphics and make them to be almost like current gen, but they're not quite current gen and they just kinda look weird. Yeah. One thing that irritates me with the um, <clears throat> Pixel Remaster of FF1 and a lot of the redo ones, they took out the Silver Sword in the Elf Village. I always save up the four grand to get that and, and be have an overpowered sword for a while. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> I can definitely think of a remaster oh, yeah. that D would love to play. And it'd be that Tropic Island game that he always died because in the original version... Star Tropics. Star Tropics, I'm sorry. Star, Star Tropics? Tropics. Uh, I, I never really got to play the game because he was mean and wouldn't let me play it. But there was one level where the uh, I don't know who who created the game versus like who planned it out, but part of the ground wasn't actually part of the ground. So it was like a trial and error. If you stepped on a piece of what seemed like solid earth, you fell into it, and it, like it was water. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. That was a fun game. God, you know what? I if they did too. a remake, I'd actually get to play the I'd game. Play it. I would play it. You know, if you visit, if you visit, you could play the game because I got all that stuff here. Well, yeah, my, I'm pretty sure you have some of my games down there too. No. Uh, nope. That's a, that I was a hundred percent no. absolutely does because yes. uh, we we left. Uh, my younger brother and I left a lot of games in the upstairs loft, and uh, I went home recently, and they were all gone. Mom and Dad shipped out a lot of stuff to de- uh, to our brother. That was a they mistake. Shipped a, they shipped a bunch of shit. That's that's where. <laughs> See that deflection. deflection. He's not See denying it, but he's not Good saying job. he Good has job. it. He's being a politician <laughs> in regards to this shit. So my state of games, I have been playing actually a bunch because I have had a great chance to play out with the Steam Deck a bunch. Um, I've been playing Shadows of Mordor. I've actually gotten all the way through that. I think I have like four missions left of the Go Save the uh, Save the Slaves. 
but I've, I've like I've done everything I can in that. I love it. Um, I'm going to be switching over Shadows of War here for when I travel up to New York, which is going to be in a couple of weeks. So we'll have um, it's either going to be an impromptu episode or it's going to go. We're going to skip that week. I don't know how it's going to work out. I'll just I'll play it by ear. Like if I'm up there and all of a sudden people are like, hey, let's go record. I'll be like, yeah, come over. Let's record. Yeah, the only thing I if have not, of yours, Shinzu. We'll just oh, sorry. Week. I thought you were done, Cecil. Uh, but I- you. Uh, no, my bad. <laughs> No, no, mid set. The only thing I have is what mom and dad said. Hey, hey, he said you can have it if you want it back as your fire emblem for the GameCube. You son of a bitch. Hasn't even been touched. It's been in the case. It's right here, but mom said, Hey, uh, I think you know, everything you left, you said you could have or whatever. It's like, okay. No, I never but, said that shit. And, but al- you know what? and also, no. <laughs> but, but yeah, but it's here. I haven't even touched it. I haven't even played it. It's just here so it didn't get thrown out or something happened to it. So you can have it back. No, I just sit on the shelf. Yep. Look at that. Getting reunited with our games here. So, anyways, so I've been playing that. Uh, Shadows of War is up on deck. I'm going to be playing that soon. But I fell into an old game that I keep falling back into. I'd Like, everybody has their game that they just go back to when they're just... You know, when they just want to start playing stuff. Like, D, I'm pretty sure Terraria is that game for you. Because I always see you going back to Terraria. But that game for me, and I'm pretty sure everybody who's listened to this show ever has heard me talk about it. I jump back into No Man's Sky. Uh, I, I just have, like, I I just love that game. I really do love that game. It's The, the mechanics of it are super simple. But they're fun. And, and still that feeling of breaking Atmo. Like, you just jump in your ship, and you're like, I'm going to break Atmo. Oh, you know what? I'm going to call my freighters. Oh, shit, some pirates are attacking me. I need help. My squadron's going to show up and help me out. Like, I just I just have a love for that game. And and Hello Games just keeps making it better because they keep adding more and more stuff. The newest expedition is pretty friggin' wild. I just, I'm back into that game, and that game plays and very well. And I'm in a big well plus for Hello Games. Is all that DLC, all that ass stuff they're adding and correcting is free. They're not charging. They just keep keep on making that game better and it is a lot of fun and the cool part about it is like oh i'll say the cool part because they keep adding to it and keeping it fresh like the game legitimately still sells for for full price like for a full price game and and legitimately like no matter when you buy it you're buying it and you're getting more like you're getting that extra content and it keeps it fresh enough now granted you can still buy it on sale like they still sell it cheaply um i think you could get the disc version of it for one of the consoles really stupid cheap and if that's just how you want to get into the game go do it or if you own xbox game pass i think you get it as part of game pass right now too so go check the game out seriously give the game a chance it's it's stupid fun and if you do jump on message me I will jump on and play. I will help you out. I will not ruin the game for you. I am not D where I'm going to go down to the middle of the world, kill the wall of flesh, and then Actually, just say uh, bye. Well, funny thing, uh, you mentioned, Cecil, like, you know, I got the PS5, the physical uh, thing, but I have um, No Man's Sky Digital, and that was one of the first games I d- re-downloaded onto my PS5. Because I'm trying to conserve space because it has limited space, and that was one of the games that's like, yep, that is going Such back on because I know I'm going to play this, and I know I'm going to play it with Cecil. It's just such it's such a stupidly fun game. And the mechanic like okay. It's not that difficult of a game. The mechanics are super simple. And like 
quick synapse. You wake up on a planet all alone. You find a ship. You've got to repair said ship with materials that are on the planet. Then when you get up into Atmo, you've got to figure out a way to you jump planet to planet to fix your hyperdrive or make a hyperdrive. And then then you got to fuel your hyperdrive. You jump from system to system. You find – and there's so many different branching arcs in it, whether you're trying to get to the center of the universe or whether you're trying to find this Atlas guy and follow that whole path. There's just so many different arcs in it. There's so many things to do, and depending on – I mean, now that they added – okay, they added base management with it now. So you literally – you find colonies on planets. You take over said colony. You defend said colony. You build said colony up. You make money from said colony. Like, it's just – they've got – they've added so much stuff to it. it, it it's just a, The most difficult part opinion, for me in that game no is to stop game tormenting game. the wildlife. I get my ass kicked when I start poking at the wildlife. <laughs> Dude, the the the, the most the diff, most difficult part of that game is that I will fire it up, and I'll be like, yeah, no, I'll just go run this quest. Ah, oh, man, you know, I'll just go. I'll, I'll finish this quest. Oh crap, I got this quest. Let me go finish this out since I'm right close to it. Next thing I know, it's two o'clock in the morning, and I'm going. You know what? I'm just going to fly to this other planet because I haven't actually mapped this one yet. So I'm just going to go there, map it, drop on. Then I'm frigging scanning everything. I mean, so the like, procedural oh, generated so planets is pretty brilliant how they did that. I mean, okay, it is and it isn't. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like on the fence with procedural stuff. The, yeah, that's the what I mean. Technology that they're using. And I mean, to design that many unique things, like, just full out, crap. flesh it out in a game would be enormous. So, I'm procedural generated for something that massive makes sense because otherwise, it would be like a you know a twenty terabyte game, you know, as opposed to like you know the size that it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and the game that's coming out, the Bethesda's coming out with Starfield. Um, I am holding my breath for that game. And the reason I am, that's the only reason I am, is because a lot of the early reviews of it have have compared it to No Man's Sky. But what they're doing is they're saying, like, one of the things that they're co- they're commenting on is that Starfield has only got, like, a thousand worlds in it or something like that. Now, I've played a lot of No Man's Sky, I am 100% confident I have not searched a thousand worlds. I know that I have not. So if there's a thousand worlds in Starfield, that's a lot. And I doubt that you're going to get to every single world and really explore it completely. On the opposite end of that, I see your hand up. Give me just two seconds. On the opposite end of that, um, I don't feel like Bethesda is notorious for being like, hey, this is a capital city. And it's like, like a guard shack and two huts, and you're like, uh But it's going to have something that No Man's Sky does not have. A thousand bugs and glitches. <laughs> no, but I mean, Bethesda's oh, legendary dude, no for Man's basically... No Man's Sky has had a lot of bugs and glitches. <laughs> like, okay. I know the joke. I know the joke, yeah. yeah Bethesda is pretty bad game when it comes so to bugs. Way, all, the inter- all the galactics are going to go opposite way, and they're going to go flying through the system. I can't wait until t- watching two planets collide. Just the hell that's going to happen. Have you seen? Have you guys played a game called The Outer Worlds? A little Worlds? bit. I, I tried a little bit. I haven't really gotten into it. Okay, this if the the Outer Worlds. If you haven't played it, is it's like Groundhog's Day. But on a like a, a, a small solar system level, like literally you start off the game, you are like 
hey, this is our first space flight, or this is your first space flight, not ours. This is your first space flight. You just become an astronaut type of person. So you go to your ship, you get in it, you fly around, but literally like the star goes supernova. And and at a certain time in gameplay, I think it's like 23 minutes, the star goes supernova and you die. And then everything reverses and you're back to that moment where you're sitting around the fire with marshmallows. And then you like and you, you keep going, but all the information that you unlock, you still remember. So your character still remembers everything that happens, but it's happening over and over again. And you're unlocking like what this ancient race was, what was happening, all this jazz. It's a silly fun game. And it has that kind of like the mechanics of it have that no man's sky mechanics of like jumping up. You're going to another planet, but it's very rudimentary. You know, the, the, like the ship that you're on and it's, it makes some things very kind of, I don't know, awkward because you got to land and like, it's really tough. It's like those, it's like the, it's like those games where, you know, you're in like, you've got this little ship and you've got to like use your thrusters and you've got to. You've got to like touch your thrusters and feather them so that you land gently. Otherwise you damage your ship and then you got to go fix shit up. So Outer Worlds, if you haven't checked that out, it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, you have it. Go check it out. It's, it's worth, it's worth a, at least a little playthrough. And I think you could probably get through it in like, I want to say six to eight hours. Honestly, if you crank through, I mean, if you're an explorer, it might take you a little longer. Um, and what else? There's one other game. Oh, The Quarry. I jumped back in and played a little bit more of The Quarry. Um, they released multiplayer for that, so I'm really excited about jumping into that and playing some multiplayer with other people who have it. Uh, it's just a stupid fun game. Horror, horror game. It's like watching a horror movie. Is it the best one out there? Absolutely not. Is it fun? Absolutely is. Um, there's probably other horror games out there that that tell the story better. But I kind of like how Supermassive Games has switched things around and made it more of a movie-like experience. That's what that's what I really dig, or a cinematic experience. But yeah, like I really don't like the, the characters that are in it, minus the first couple of characters that are there. The characters in it, like like almost every one of them, I just don't like. Like there's a couple of them, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with you, but most of the time I'm sitting there going. God, I think I might might just get you infected. I hope purpose. it'll fix the uh, the little bit of graphics that make their faces look odd. Because it's like I cannot look away. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they had some weird facial animations, but Supermassive Games has always suffered yeah. with that. But you know, no, you know what uh, that, that main character reminded me of with the do- jaw on the side. Bad. The Witcher, like that one, um, the one witch before she became beautiful. It reminded me kind of of that. Oh, yeah. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, Yennefer. Yavin. Yavin. But yeah, when he had the jaw to the side type, it just reminded me that I just could not stop noticing. <laughs> yeah, once you see it, you can't unsee it. All right, well, meat of the show. So now that we're, I don't know, what have we been recording for like three hours now and we haven't actually talked about the actual topic? Um, the actual topic, which probably isn't going to be that long, was... Um, music actually. So we nerd out about a whole bunch of different things, and one of the things that has been mainstream right now is uh, music. Um, one of the things that kind of pro- cropped up. If you haven't seen Stranger Things, yeah. which I hope have both of you seen all of Stranger Things, the latest season yet? 
Oh, do you haven't? Yeah, have you at least got to like the last couple stuff, of episodes. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I, I, I watch it once in a while, oh, but it's not a major thing for me. You can ruin it. I'm. All right. Well, one one of the things that came up in one of the latest episodes and that everybody's talking about is Eddie's character and how they used a scene or song from Metallica, Master of Puppets. And it fit like there's some other songs like I would have really loved to see like a uh, like maybe Judas Priest or an Iron Maiden song like that would have been awesome to play in there. But I think Master of Puppets definitely fits the storyline and everything else that's there. But the thing that comes to mind when I see and really when I see anything Metallica being used out there just sends me back to like the mid 90s and the whole like everybody. And I mean, everybody was all so fearful of the music industry collapsing from a little program called Napster. And everybody was like, oh, my God, music sharing is going to totally turn this world upside down and the industry is going to lose so much money. And they probably did lose some money. But the people who lost the money are probably like the, the record companies versus the actual artists, because the artists like they're making their money from tours. They're making their money from fans showing up. Like, you know how much money they made off of fucking Actually, I, th- I think made like a couple um, percent. one of the statistics, but I mean, I've got to go back and look again. But one of the statistics, I think, is actually that Napster actually increased sales because people listened to a couple songs and said, shit, I like that album and went out and bought it. So really, I think it was credited with actually increasing sales, if nothing else. Although people like, you know, Lars from Metallica went a fucking, you know, vengeful, like, you know, <laughs> quest to defeat the Na- evil Napster there. But it actually helped them out a bit. Oh, dude, and 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 that literally that shaped like that shaped a gargantuan amount of the of the music world for for years, years after that. Like there were there were people down that divide of you know where you basically it was like the 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 Metallica side of the house, or were you the well I'm, I'm, the first ones I thought of were I think uh, like Foo Fighters who uh, who just were like well. Here we go. We're just going to release an album. Like, we're going to make an album and we're going to release it on Napster for free. Everybody can just go download it. Our album's out there. We'd like you to go buy it. But here, it's here's That's the funny music. thing it's is, uh, do you know what, go, go the, download you know what Foo you Fighters want. actually are? No, 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 no. The term Foo Fighters, what a Foo Fighter actually like, is. The band? Well, so the main lead singer, oh, of oh, course, no, actually, uh, of Foo I, Fighters, I don't, is uh, deeply no, into me. the UFO stuff and all, all that. And Foo Fighters were unidentified flying objects, basically UFOs during the time of like World War II, where they were seeing them, you know, flying about, and the pilots couldn't identify what it was. Obviously, probably was enemy ships, missiles, you know, you know, they credited a lot to, um, to like stress of the battle, but a lot of them swore they saw these the alien aircraft, and they were dubbed Foo Fighters. And since the lead singer of the Foo Fighters is heavily into that stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's he's started um, to the Stars oh, Academy. He's trying to release, get the Pentagon to release more stuff about UFOs and everything else. Um, you know, Tom DeLonge. So he's really into that. So that's where that all came from, which is really neat. Just a cool side, you know, side note. Yeah. Uh, but back, back to cranking out here. Um, like, it, and it's almost, it's, it's funny because back in the 90s, you guys totally remember, like, and there was a um, 
God, it was a, it was a YouTube video that came on. Maybe it wasn't nineties. Maybe it was early two thousands. Yeah, I think Napster was early. Well, 2000s, Napster was certainly it? before YouTube. YouTube came out in the two thousands, but Napster was around for a little while. I don't remember exactly when it came out, but I think it, I want to say I want to say that Napster came out. I want to say that they like I want to say Napster came out the early two thousands. I was positive it was when I was in that college the first time. Napster. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's Google this shit. When was Napster? June 1st, 1999. Knew it had so to be earlier. Yes. Yep. Oh, YouTube was created 2005. Well, I was right with the, I was right with Napster being the early 2000s because I don't think it. I mean, yeah, popular, I remember it being around, but I don't remember, I don't remember yeah. really getting big notoriety. At least I will say that Napster yeah. <clears throat> gained popularity yeah, till, right till around the, the same 2000s. time as like LimeWire was a thing. Well, like LimeWire came out after because when Napster got hit. Like Napster got hit hard with music sharing and there were like all sorts of talks of litigations and whatnot. And then LimeWire came in right behind and it's like, oh, you know what? We can do this, but we're going to do more than just music. We're going to do like They everything. came out in two, uh, May of 2000. Oh, so porn? yeah, like a year after Guess Napster what? came LimeWire's out. LimeWire's got it. I just imagine got that guy from like Resident Evil 4 like, what's you downloading? Yeah, dude, like LimeWire. LimeWire was... Whew, like, you talk Wild Wild West, LimeWire was messed up. Because I can remember going through there. I, I can, ah, uh, that's going to be incriminating. I can remember seeing a friend go through there. And uh, that friend was finding, you know, bootleg movies. And that friend, when that friend fired up said movie, it was like oh. freaking child porn. Let's not go into and that. it was scarring. Like mentally scarring. Yeah, it was it was bad. Like LimeWire, when you say LimeWire, that's what I think of. And that's one of the reasons I do not even look at LimeWire. I do not Is touch LimeWire. I go Is LimeWire near LimeWire. I think LimeWire still I didn't even realize that about it, man. I was just gonna go along with the nice joke of uh, hey, look, this looks like a fun video, and my PC's destroyed. But, but I mean, it, it was wow! A that's haven that, for that's a whole that's a whole darker level than just a virus. You went you went way darker. Oh yeah. Oh, like, dude, dude, like, and I, I don't even remember what the hell it was that my friend was looking for. But it was one of those like, oh, like, like it came out like okay, you know, on the old on the old like boards people be like oh yeah check this out you can get this over here and you're like oh oh shit that there's no way that that's true like when i heard on the radio that wolverine origins was leaked like there's no possible way that we'll that's say true. he tried to download totally a was, car no possible way that that's true but it was one of those things of like yeah 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 let's just say he tried to download a car like there's no way that you could actually get a car and then he tried to and was like holy shit it's downloading a car the next thing you know, it was not a car. It the reason you crashed your car and head on for post-traumatic stress disorder <laughs> to get like, it out of your head. You hit that stop yeah, sign. It's the reason you jerked your car into head-on head traffic. Like maybe, 
Yeah, like uh, I've disabled my airbag. Maybe if I hit so, this car really hard, moving on to the actual topic. Done in the last week. Yeah. Anyways, actually, moving back on as we as we go down a dark path there, um, and no, don't go don't go to the dark side there. That you don't want the cookies. But uh, yeah, I know that was a bad is, is, joke. It t- is it time to give Cecil the Reaper? Yeah, <laughs> really yeah, peppers terrible. again. Bad Cecil. It's officially time to OD on him and like just I, I bring him out to the backyard and be like, "Oh, you were such a good man in his prime, but now just." <sighs> You know, I am growing some ghost peppers in the back, so I might, uh, I might, as a, as a, as as penance, I might just Those go like, just go live on YouTube and be like, "All right, well, here's my penance for this episode," and just scarf one wow. down. Oh, nah. You know what? I've eaten so much hot stuff that my you, anus. You can't gave even your anus the hand treatment; it no longer has those nerves. <laughs> no, yeah, it doesn't. I just burnt them out. But uh, I was thinking about it, and I was trying to think about like some of the some of the subcultures that just that whole Napster thing really affected, and it really made like when YouTube came out. Do you remember like the you know fire bad you know, oh, Napster yeah. bad that whole thing that whole line of uh of cartoons like it really did make a whole subculture of you can't use music because big brother Wasn't music industry the, is the going era to where they tried to get like hip with the young crowd and they had like dare and all this other crap that came out at the same time to basically be like it's wrong to do x y and b so you shouldn't do it yo what i mean well they had dare talk, talk had about dare a most failed program ever <laughs> I mean, I, I, Oof, I, I, yeah. I, I'll allude to some people I knew that You're would wear right. a dare shirt while, while, while smoking it up. And be basically equated to free gear to wear while doing drugs, so. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? Like, let's talk weed for a second. We, everybody, like everybody here, everybody I'm looking at grew up with that whole stigma, that whole lesson of weed is bad. Marijuana is going to kill you. It's going to be a gateway drug. And you, you, I was going to say, and exactly, you, I, and everybody else friggin' here know that the only, only thing that weed is a gateway for is a gateway to gaining weight. You know what the real gateway to drugs (laughs) and all that kind of crap really is? Alcoholism, drugs. You know what the real gateway is? I was going to say trauma in general. I mean, trauma, whether it be from shitty, shitty parents, parenting. some scarring of life event. Most people you find that are addicts or whatever, they've had some fucked up shit happen to them, and it really turned them to try to you know do the escapism. Let's let's be real. It's trauma. I am appalled that you would suggest I had ever partaken anything like yeah. anything like weed. little bit can you can you can you can you suck in a little bit louder there into your uh into your mic just just you know really get that sound going we should introduce him to lloyd dude i did actually I we actually, actually video uh Skype not that long ago totally um, reach out to he him. actually has a youtube channel i was checking it out Yeah, yeah, he was messaging me. I was, uh, I was looking at that. Yeah. But anyway, so 
bring forward. Let's let's skip forward several several years into uh, into now. Like it's funny how like the music industry and everybody in the music industry, well not everybody, but a lot of people in the music industry were all like down with this no nay says the man like we, we can't give our music away for free that's how we make money and then you look at people now and you've got metallica doing a completely flip of the wig we're like yeah 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 go go yeah we want people we want people to listen to our music well we, we want to do that now granted i'm pretty sure the creators of, of stranger things paid a premium to get that song licensed for that show so it wasn't like they just, hey, we're going to use this and not tell them. It is kind of funny. Uh, you remember the band System of a Down, of course? Great band? One of their albums was literally labeled Steal This Album, which is kind of oh, funny because yeah. they were really good about commenting on the uh, you know, social culture and everything else. Yep. <laughs> it was in a clear case, and it was literally just a plain old burn CD with the only with words like almost looked like it was perfectly and, handwritten. And you now have to drink just basic burn CD. Steal this album. Basic. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh shit! If, if if I say the word or if anybody says the word basic, thanks to me, you got to drink. Yeah, if you say that word on the show, everybody's got to drink. Yes, yes. It's, it's one an episode you said, and I'm not going to drink to this. I'm explaining the air. One. One episode, he literally said basic or basically probably no less than 50 times. And about midway through the show, we're like, dude, if you keep saying basic, you're going to have to drink. He's like, oh, okay. And then, like, the next sentence, he had basic. Oh, I was like, Jesus a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, the word basic was used 110 times that day. And Greedo did not shoot first. <laughs> Do you know who remembers? Do you know who remembers? Pepperidge you know, Farm Cecil, remembers. Uh, I wouldn't keep saying Pepperidge Farm basically. remembers. The Clintons might get involved. <laughs> they basically come at night. Basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you, did you notice something? I've, uh, it's actually like, I don't know. Maybe you guys can tell me if you remember this. But growing up, I don't ever, ever remember anybody ever getting rag- ragging on somebody for all of a sudden enjoying a, like a music type. Like, for instance, if all of a sudden I started listening to Louis Armstrong and I'm like, wow, Louis Armstrong's fantastic. I don't think I've ever heard somebody who was like really into Louis Armstrong going, Oh man, you just started listening to Louis Armstrong. I've been listening to Louis Armstrong for thirty years, and I mean, you're not, not a Louis like Armstrong that, fan. But I, but I remember Jr. used to rag on people because he hated Weezer. <laughs> yeah, hating, hating on. No, but not for for not for being a oh, big well, enough a fan. Story like that's, um, you're ragging on somebody for liking something. Seems you don't. to be kind of the thing these days. Well, that's what I wanted to point out was like. There was like there were there were people and and this actually prompted Metallica to do a post. There were people like ragging on people for all of a sudden like oh my god this is awesome I love Metallica now and they're like oh I've been Metallica fan since you know the nineteen eighties and you're not a Metallica fan you just started listening to them you're like you're just a poser no fucking poser, clue. Hold on. I gotta back up. Is poser even a word people use nowadays? No, it's just people come out and they're like, I was, you were merely adopted Metallica. I was born in Metallica. 
Yeah. I did, but I remember I back in our day, like if somebody was like, oh, I'm a fan of this band now. I listen to them and they're like, have you heard the song yet? No, I didn't. I didn't listen to the album yet. Oh, dude, let, let me get you. You know, we'd be introducing people to stuff like, oh, you want to be a fan now? Oh, heck yeah. Well, if you didn't, if you haven't listened up right yeah. on through, let me tell you about like the beginnings of it. Let me get you some of the early stuff. Yeah, let's, let's listen. Yeah, really. You'd be happy to get into it rather than today. It's like you're just shaming people for like, you were bored soon enough to enjoy this. <laughs> I hate it when people say, back in my day, because I'm not that old, and I remember listening to this stuff. I'm no, I'm, I'm not that old. I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to believe yeah, that yeah. I am not that old, because I'm not going, she, back in yeah. my day, I used to sit down like, in the living are. room, listening to my brother play old Metallica's upstairs, and I'm just jigging down and dancing left and right. I've... Now, dude, I, 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 I've started using that term, and, and frankly, the show, so you're that old. Our our <laughs> music is now in the oldie station, so <laughs> I mean, it is. It's it's horrible to think at. I, you know, I almost feel bad for used to calling our parents old. Dude, now it's like now I feel there. shitty for doing that. <laughs> I don't. They are old as shit. <laughs> They'll always be older than us. Exactly. Still. That's the beautiful thing is they're always going to be older. So you're like you're old as fuck. But we used to listen to good music. Still, it's still old as fuck. It's not cool. They're 120. We're 90. Platform. <laughs> they're, they're 120. We're, hey. we're 90. You're so old. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Hey, do you want to? <laughs> you want you want a food for thought type of thing? The moment you were born, there was nobody going to be born. There was nobody that was going to be like born that. that's going to be back. older than you. I also find it's kind of weird because, like, in, in the grand scheme of things, like, when you have an album that comes out, some sort of type of music that comes out, we're in this we're in this day and age right now where everything is moving so fast. Like, back back in the day, as D would say, like, you'd have an album come out and that artist would then have the album and they'd go on tour for, like, a couple more years. But right now, artists and musicians, are they're really pressured to come out with an album, like, every two years at, like, minimum. So they're churning it out so you might miss an entire album and you're not going to notice a, a hit song that comes out until you might not hear it until it hits a stream platform like netflix or hulu or something along those lines and then you're like wow i really love this album which is why sometimes when you have you know a hit show come out that has uh that music in it you suddenly see it blow up on streaming platforms so sometimes it's a song that's so old that it kind of scopes under the radar of everyone then they realize how amazing the music was from back day and age and if you really loved uh master but like if you're if you're listening to the show right now and uh you discovered master of puppets through netflix please look up uh M, uh sorry metallica snm that album absolutely rocks oh yeah Oh yeah, such it, a, it such does a great absolutely album. It's got does. battery, um, and, and I think it has, it's got master of puppets on it from the, the album. Was it what? What orchestra was it? Was it the Trans Siberia or was it the San Francisco? Yeah, sorry, San Francisco. San Francisco that's orchestra. what the S was. The and, San Francisco, no, San Francisco orchestra, orchestra Metallica is what it stood for. Yeah, and it was. It was. It's just. You wouldn't expect a rock band yeah, like Metallica to pair with an orchestra so well, but my God, D. And it has an awesome version of "Nothing Else Matters," oh, yeah. one of my favorite songs of all time. It's fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. Like and that's the thing. So like there's been and coming from this and I I think okay, I want I want to like I want to brain dump on you here for a second. 
I've seen it. And there was also the Kate Bush song, Running Up That Hill, that was played a lot in the, in the, in Stranger Things. And there were, it's funny how fans react because like I was, I was on there and I forget where I was reading it, but I was reading somebody bashing on somebody liking the Kate Bush song. And I'm sitting there going, like, why are you ragging? Like, okay, so what that they just, okay, I, they're now a Kate Bush fan. Look, there are groups that I only probably have heard one or two songs from them, but I consider myself a fan of their group. I just haven't heard of every song that they've ever done because I haven't had, like, dude, there's so much music out there. Like, I don't have time to listen to everything new. Like, when I listen to, when I listen to music, this is me a personal thing, and you guys tell me if you're different. When I listen to music, I like to sit down and listen to the music. Like, I like to, like, unless it's something that I've already listened to a hundred times, then I'm just like, I want the beat. I, I want that music to get me geared up. I want it to rev me up. I want it to get me moving. I want it to keep me on task, something like that. But if it's new music that I want to listen to, I want to sit down and I want to listen to it. I want to, like, grab a glass of scotch or grab, grab a rum and sit down and actually listen to I also actually wind up Googling the lyrics so I can really understand what the song's saying, too, simply because I'm so freaking deaf now after the army that I oftentimes have hard time with the lyrics unless I actually look them up. So I'll look them up and say... And was there any? I also look for some of the meanings of it. If there's hidden meanings that the band was trying to get to, too, too, because I, I really like to understand it. If I really enjoy it, like if it kind of hits you in the feels, I would really want to understand it too. So I'll really look into it too, which is you know something I do. See, like when I listen to a music, I don't really sit down and jam out. Like I just like if I'm listening to the radio or if I'm listening to something like if I have like a random list on on Spotify, I go about my life. And if a music resonates with me, it just living life then I love it. But I never look up the lyrics because I don't like the band telling me what they intended the song to be or what the song means. I like to make up my own, like, this is what they were saying to me in this song. I don't like saying, like, hey, we were just talking about a uh, a sandwich in a shop. And I was like, oh, I thought it was about capitalism and versus socialism. I'm so disappointed now. See, I'm somewhere in the middle between you two because I'll look up the lyrics, but I won't look up what the meaning of the song is because I like to, like, I like to know what the lyrics are. One, to make sure that when I'm belting them out to the steering wheel that I'm actually singing them right because I've done it a couple of times where I'm belting something out and I have somebody look over me and go like, what are you saying? And I've been like, that's the lyrics. And like, no, no, that is not. And I'll be like, oh, it's sweat drips down my balls. Oh, I was having that totally wrong. I'm so sorry. Ah, uh, but so like I'll look up the lyrics, but I won't. So I'll I won't try to Dave look up Matthews the meaning. I'll make the meaning like, because I don't understand what the hell he's saying. But I still like the music. Well, you see, see Shinzo with, with my hearing now. That's everything is now I, like I, Dave Matthews to well, me. No one cares about <laughs> your hearing. What's that? No one cares about that. <laughs> What'd you say, you bastard? What? I'm sorry. Speaking of my good air, and I don't have a good air, you bastard. <laughs> no, but just this, um, this, I, I, I think somebody, somebody nailed the definition of it, like music gating, you know, where you've got that person sitting at the end going, well, you're not a true fan because you don't know this. And, you know, it's like, it's that machismo bullshit that just like bugs the crap out of me of like, like, okay, if somebody comes along and they li- like, they like something, it doesn't matter what the hell it is. Like, I don't know, like I work on cars. I enjoy working on cars. Somebody comes up to me and says, oh, man, yeah, yeah, I can, I, I, yeah, I changed my brakes on my car. Like, awesome. 
Like, dude, rock on. You know how many people can't change the brakes on their car? You are a frigging awesome person because you can change the brakes on your car. I'm not going to be like, yeah, dude, I was just tearing off the head and I was I, I was literally replacing the rings on my fucking pistons. No, I'm not doing that. I'm like, dude, you freaking did your brakes. Hey, next time you do it, can I stop by? We'll I drink actually a beer. just learned how to swap the brakes on my car and I, and I did it and I was super, super happy about that. But I agree with you because That's awesome. I hate it. Like I, I'll have a band I really love and you know, we all kind of like, sometimes you find a band and you're like, oh, I really love this album. But that's like their third or fourth album in, and then you run into someone else who also likes them. They're like, "Oh, have you listened to this album?" You're like, "No, nah, I haven't really gotten around to it." They're like, "Oh, you're not a real fan, then." See, I sip their band with a mild tea, and ha, 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 ha. and I can hate that. Yeah, I hate that because yeah, at the see, same time, I know I'll, those are the people second, I don't want to talk to. I hate that at the same time because I feel like that sort of like notion is toxic, and it turns a lot of people off the music as well. Basically, it's like, you know, like, with the beginning of music, you right. got these game snobs, music snobs, and all they're doing is mansplaining the shit to you. It's like, dude, dude, let people enjoy shit. Just let right. them enjoy it. Actually, it's a lot like when people play, like, let's say, for example, you're playing Final Fantasy for the first time. Then this is an established game that has been around as long as D's been alive, which is a long fucking time. All right, I've been around longer than that, actually. <laughs> but still. Uh, back in his day, the fantasy was final. Yeah, I say we've been around longer. But like, uh, <laughs> it was like it's like jumping in at like we Final Fantasy fourteen online. It's like, oh, I love the Final Fantasy series, and having you know D come along, going like, oh, you're not a real fan. You don't know what it's like having to play on a gamepad with four buttons. So like it, it, and that's that's like a great point is that we've had people on the show that were like, oh, I've never played a Final Fantasy, and we've been like, oh, dude, okay, if you're gonna play them, go check out like this. This is a great like we're like, hey, go check out Final Fantasy VI. Like, okay, I everybody knows I love Final Fantasy IV. I always recommend Final Fantasy VI because I know it's a superior game, and if like you've never jumped into a Final Fantasy, it's the best one to like get a good feel Especially for the what Final Fantasy is about and get a great feel for it. And then you can jump into Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy V, you know, jump into some of the and, old, older you know, you know, ones. And along really the lines of games around. and in terms of music and all that other stuff, too, as well. Like, that goes for anything. Like, just because you discovered it now and someone else discovered it, like, or listened to it 10 years prior, doesn't make their discovery of that band game or whatever anything worth anything less. Let people discover things and enjoy it. Like, there is no, not a single human being alive that said, I've been following Metallica since I heard them playing in a garage. That is not a thing. You discovered the music when you discovered it. And you enjoy it. Let other people enjoy it. Yeah, so... It actually reminds me of a conversation I got back into on the Discord like forever ago. And it's actually funny because it actually ties into this. I like, okay, if you get a game, I, I don't care. Let's, uh, what's a new game coming out? Everybody's interested. Let's say Starfield. Everybody interested in Starfield? Maybe not I interested want in like, Starfield. Hey, I, I, will, no, I want Starfield, but I also am aware that it, it's Bethesda. So I'm going to give it like a good six months before getting it. <laughs> Okay, 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 perfect, perfect. This is actually a perfect example of that. So, Starfield, okay? Some people are going to be like, oh my god, I have to get this game, and I have to be the first one to get it, and I have to be the first one to complete it. And then there's, like, yourself. I'm going to get it, but I'm going to wait. 
I don't have to be the first one to play it. I don't have to be the first one to beat it. I don't have to be the guy who gets through all the storyline as quickly as humanly possible. I had a conversation back in the Discord where I said, specifically, I said, I'm not that competitive with games. And the conversation took a twist because they couldn't get out of their head that I was saying I was not competitive with games. They thought I was talking about competitive gaming, which is a completely different subject. Competitive gaming, you know, playing Diablo competitively, playing Counter-Strike competitively, playing Apex Legends competitively. There are competitive games, and I do that in air quotes, there are competitive games, and then there's being competitive with games. And it's like, it's really funny because I'm, I'm sitting there like, they're telling me that I'm wrong, and I'm like, no, I'm not. You're, you don't understand the English language, and I'm trying to be kind about saying you don't understand the English language. But like with games, I don't need to be the first person to complete the game. I want to enjoy the game as I enjoy it. So I like, I might say, like when somebody starts talking about, for instance, Starfield, somebody starts talking about it, I'm probably gonna be like, dude, make a thread. I don't want to read it. I want to be surprised when it comes to it. I, I, I want to experience it for myself. And that's like, that's like the non-competitiveness in me. It's like, I just don't want it spoiled, but I don't need to be the first person to complete something. I used to be very competitive. Like, don't get me wrong. I used to be very, very competitive. I used to have to get the game right when I got it and then beat it like as quickly as possible. But I've turned into, I'm not that competitive with gaming and just like, you know, the way you said it. And like, that's like with, with music and stuff. I like that there are people not that competitive with music. There aren't those people that are like, oh, you've heard this? You dig it? Oh, well, I've heard every single one of their albums, and I know their first album by heart. I'm not that guy. And this ties into exactly what you're saying as well, is that I used to be a really competitive guy. You know, I have two brothers, an older and a younger brother, and uh, we used to go to midnight releases of games. We'd rush home. Uh, my younger brother and I would rush home and we would unpackage Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo Reach, and we would go through the process of seeing who could beat it the quickest, who could beat, you know, who could beat it the quickest on, on Legendary, who could beat it the quickest with their hand tied behind their backs. And you don't enjoy the game when it comes to that sort of thing. Like you, you, it, The game isn't enjoyable because you miss so much of the storyline because you're so obsessed with beating it. And as I grow older, there's one thing that you, you know, anyone listening can take apart from a podcast with these three old people telling you about games that they used to play back in the day is that just enjoy the game. Don't worry about, you know, trying to beat it as hard as possible or sorry, as fast as possible. And don't worry about finding a, a band that you like that someone is like, you can't enjoy that band because you didn't discover them on their very first album back in 1999. Music tastes are always evolving. Game tastes are always evolving. When you like something, you like something. You can't control that at all. So just enjoy it and, you know, damn anyone who says, you're not a real fan. It's like a bad case of keeping up with the Joneses. Everybody's, like, really competitive to be, like, early adopters. Like, I had this first. I, it, it's just a competition is what it is, whether it be in games, music. And as you go older, it just exactly it, it just doesn't matter anymore. You're like, why can't I just enjoy shit? I mean, it, it, the whole, like, when you're younger, you're competitive, you have competitive edge. But as you get older, you're just like, I just want to fucking sit down and chill. Just kind of like the question is, what's the best song? What's the best game? There's actually a real answer to this. What would be the best song, the best game, the best whatever? Personally, it's whatever you enjoy the fucking most. 
But I think that's where, like, the, the, I think that's the subculture of how things have turned nowadays is that it's, and, and, and I'll bring up, like, Destiny, Destiny 2. It's one of the reasons why, like, I love Destiny. Um, I really do. I, I've spent thousands of hours in Destiny. But the thing that has stopped me from playing it is that the game is a constant keeping up with the Joneses. It's gotten to the point now that you can't go, like, okay, I'm just going to give a quick for instance here. I used to Sherpa people through all the different raids that we had. Um, doesn't matter what the raid was. I would go out there, I'd pick a raid, and like once a week, I would Sherpa however many people I could through um, as many times as I could, whether it be clan members, non-clan members. If you didn't have, like if you showed up, like granted, okay, you had to make, you had to meet basic levels. Like you had to be a certain light level to be able to at least make it through the raid. But if you weren't, then I'd just, okay, well, Here's what we're going to do. If like I had one person that was really low light level, I'd ask a friend to jump in who was a lot higher light level who I knew knew the ropes and be able to help out and carry some through. But it got it's gotten to the point now that like you don't find people like that. Or if you do find people, it's a, it's extreme rarity that you find people that will just say, hey, you know what? You want to get through. All right. So you don't have this weapon. Maybe you're not the highest of light levels, but let's 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 play. Let's have fun. Let's get through. Now you've got people who are out there like, okay, you have to be this light level. You have to have, have at least this many completions on your profile. You have to have this weapon. And if you don't have this weapon, you have to have these other two weapons. And it's like, to play the game, to have fun, it's it's almost gotten to the point where you can't, like, unless you're just playing Destiny 2, unless all you're playing is Destiny, you can't really play anything else because if you want to get the storyline of Destiny, you've got to grind so much personally to just get the story and listen to it. But also to maintain and stay relevant because Destiny is a very social game. If you're playing it solo, you can only get so far. You actually need people to play the rest of the activities. Well, uh, um, did you, it, hand when you were going to talk who, about something first. about, I have something related to Destiny 2. I don't know if you do or not. You go first. I have something overall, but you okay. go first. So, um, and that's actually, I, I just had a question, and this is, this is also going to play into specifically destiny 2 aspect of this is like the i i sherpa people because it is really i really hate the fact that in you know the early days of destiny they were very open it was very easy the community wasn't toxic now it's like you have to have you know cecil's right you have to have x y and b in order to qualify for a raid no one likes the sherpa people anymore and i think that has scared a lot of people away from destiny 2 and i feel like because of that bungie really hasn't developed a lot of things to eliminate that like they honestly create raids and things that require you to have specific equipment which feeds into this notion that if you don't play the game all the time you don't have the equipment you don't have what it takes to complete these raids like there's this whole elitist attitude towards testing issue and it really i really don't like it um in regards to that what was the what what are one of the raids that you remembered uh cecil Oh, like, I, I mean, in D1, we can go all the way back from Atheon and the Time Vaults. Oh, well, I was going to say D1, I mean, Atheon, uh, Dark Below, The Wrath of the Machine, Oryx. I mean, all of these, I think I've sherpaed at, at least so Atheon, 100 Vault people Blast, through right? each different raid. Yeah, that's still a current raid in Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I've played it. And they've changed enough in it that I think it makes it really good. But even in Destiny 1 or Destiny 2, like the Leviathan, there were so many different things that you could do in the Leviathan 
and it was a it was a it was a great rate to sherpa people through because it had enough elements where you're like oh my god i've got to memorize this specific stuff to just get to where i gotta go and having a person who was strong doing that was really like half of your time and on was that just running note, around the they took away the leviathan but now the leviathan's back but not the raid mm-hmm Yep, I saw that. I think a lot of it also goes to this competitive, like, uh, YouTube stuff. Like, you know, streamers, YouTube, they're trying to be the first so they can get out. They get the most views. They get the most money. And they're all trying to do this, like, you know, one-up in extreme stuff like that. But you also see how quickly a lot of these people burn the fuck out. Yeah, or, or die. Yeah, they. I mean, they burn or out. Die. It's like it, it, we're this big keep it up with the Joneses thing to get the first, to get the money, get the you know. And, and people, it's like after a while, it's just like just just chill and enjoy. And uh, everybody's trying to be the first at everything, and it's like it's just it's just not healthy. It's just like calm down. No, but I, I agree with uh, with D on that one. If you ever really want to see like how fast paced people's attentions are in the gaming community. Uh, you go to Twitch, you see which games are, you know, quote unquote, you know, hot right now or streaming now, and you'll see when a, you know, when a game first launches, it's on everyone's platform, but then the interest kind of drops off. So the streamers try to get through as fast as possible, and if they're playing a game that requires a lot of um, competitive modes, you know, whether it be Destiny, uh, Player Unknown, Apex Legends, and they seem to be getting all these crazy shots. Um, they might be hacking. Well, also, I mean, like, it just and that that type of mentality that you're seeing just in Twitch and stuff like that of these of these streamers who are the top streamers. I'm not going to name them because I just don't want to give them any real credit. But these top streamers, all they're doing, they're not actually like I would love to put them to task. And just be like, all right, you've played this game, you've played that game, let's talk the story and really deep dive into the story on some of these games that they've just consumed to get through and be on top and play. Now, granted, when they're making money off of it, they possibly have more time to really dig into the story and learn some stuff. But I, I would bet you that they're really learning it from just jumping on a wiki and reading what somebody else wrote versus experiencing it for themselves. They're just, they're, they're mainlining they're mainlining the story and they're mainlining the data as quickly as possible just to stay relevant. And it really like it started to make gaming in general very toxic because if you're not keeping up with the Joneses, you're looked down upon like, well, why aren't, why aren't you doing that? Like, okay. Shadow of Mordor. How old is that game? Didn't it come out on the original Xbox first? Years old. Xbox 360. (laughs) Oh, Xbox 360. Okay. Yeah. I think it was yeah yeah, yeah. I was yeah, I remember it on PS3. PS3 I, remember, yeah. I think it was on PS3 where I remember it from first. But my point is, is that I'm just finally getting to the point where I just beat that game. I've had it forever. It's a fun game. I finally got to the point where I could beat it. Yeah, it's a fun game, and I finally got to the point where I beat it. But I don't like. I don't think I could say, "Hey, I beat Shadows of Mordor." And I don't think anybody's going to be like, and I, I don't know anybody, even in my current circle, that would be like, hey, man, that was a great game, wasn't it? Oh, man, did you like this? And they'll start talking about something that they remember from it. I think the I think society or gaming just in general has just turned into a, oh, well, God, that game's so old. You just beat it now? And this, uh, honestly, if you're a Twitch streamer, which I, I do plan on getting into, I ordered some stuff to help my life, you know, make my life a little bit easier, and I will probably be streaming on Wednesdays. Um, it, it, it's the Twitch audience as well. It's such a, it's such like a, 
short attention span. Like they're like, oh, this game is cool, but you know, a week goes by and you're like, oh, this is old news. W- what else do you got? So you have the Twitch streamers who are, you know, who generally want to provide entertainment, but they also have to stay on top of what's popular and what's current. And I think that's really the the major issue is that, you know, their attention span for the audience is like so. Oh, bro, if you need help with anything or you need to get us some equipment, just let me know. I'll send you some stuff, dude. First off, don't bro me. It's bro. It's bra. It's bra. That's right. It's bra. We have we have bra. to do the we have to you're, do you're the uh, the Spartan you... grab each other by the arms and go bra. <laughs> okay. Well, you actually you actually hit on a very specific thing there that I want to point out is that the stuff that you watch on Twitch is entertainment, and it doesn't matter whether that person is talking to you directly on stream or whatever it may be. It's entertainment, and. Don't delude yourself into thinking in any way, shape, or form. It's like meeting, I don't know, Ryan Reynolds or whoever. Ben I Midler. wish. I don't know if you want to go that old. It's, it's when you, when you meet them, like, yeah, great. You met them. You're a blip on the radar. Like, don't, don't think for a second that like these people are going to drop what they're doing to make sure that you are getting what you need. They're going to follow wherever the money is. and The money tells them, I'm going to consume this game. When this game is not hot, I'm going to go to the next game. When that game's not hot, I'm going to go to the next game, etc., etc., etc. Not all Twitch streamers are like that. There are plenty out there who found their niche, and they said, I'm going to play this game, and the people that hang out with me hang out with me. But I will guarantee if those people got big, Wherever that money came from, that's what they would follow. And I'd like to say that if I ever met Ryan Reynolds, there better be a bottle of gin in it for me because I like gin. Uh, also, I feel like, yes, Twitch is entertainment. And I feel like some people, when they go to Twitch, they have this notion that, at least I have a notion that when people watch Twitch streamers, they don't want to see somebody play a game. They want to see somebody excel at a game. And that is something, a topic, if you guys haven't talked about, I would love to get into about why, you know, how the audience kind of pushes Twitch to be, or any streaming service like that, to be what it currently is. Um, but I don't want to get too far off the topic in terms of music within, you know, shows and, and basically getting that musical bump in regards to it. Because, you know, we saw the two songs that Stranger Things gave a Stranger Things bump to. And uh, it introduced an entire new generation to wonderful music. And I feel like people that take offense to that, like, you discovering it now is an affront to everyone who had to live through the eras that the music's created. I'm like, just take a sit back. Let people discover the music the way they discover music. And it happens to be that it turns into elevated music one day. And they're like, man, I really love this jingle. Cool. You like music when you like music. You discover music when you discover music. There's not a single person here that can ever say that they were with the band before they were born. They witnessed their birth. They witnessed their first, you know, guitar lesson through the entire thing. They are the true hardcore fan, quotation marks. Just let people be music lovers. Well, the cool part is, is that you never know when somebody is going to be influenced by a song that they hear. And all of a sudden, they're going to be, they're going to make the next music. You don't, you don't know who the next Dave Grohl is going to be. You don't know who the next, you know, Kurt Hamm is going to be. You don't know who any of these people are going to be. Um, I mean, I'll even bring it up, even though, look, 
I hate the guy's music mostly, but you can hear a lot of different influences in his music that are strong influences from around even the music that we're talking about. But like even Machine Gun Kelly, like you never know who's going to be that next big star. And yes, look, I don't like Machine Gun Kelly. There's a majority of his stuff that is just, I feel is complete trash. However, he's got a couple of songs that I, I honestly are like, that's actually pretty good. Like that's, that's a good song. You're of course talking about a musician who got slapped so hard in one genre. He'd swapped to another. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's, but that's okay because I mean, take a, take a look. Okay. Come on, man. Let's take a look at Red Hot Chili Peppers. They have jumped from so many different genres. Take a look at Beck. Beck has jumped from so to, to so many different genres of music. Metallica has jumped. And like they have everybody jumps. It's 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 the way music evolves. It's the way music progresses. It's not it's not a bad thing. Like it's not a bad thing if a if a if a band like listen to Rush. Rush has made the same sounding music since the 70s. Granted, they're not making any music anymore because Parrot, Neil Peart's dead. But I mean, they've been making the same style of music, the same sounding music since the 70s. And I mean, I enjoy it and there's plenty of fans that enjoy it. But then there's like the Red Hot Chili Peppers who like every album has like a little sound that you're like, oh, yeah, that's Red Hot Chili Peppers. But like you take their first album to their last album that was just released and they sound night and day different. Like they are I feel like that's songs. like I'm sorry. I feel like that's uh, even, Mumford um, and Sons where they even end okay. up being a family guy joke where they're like, go ahead and create the same song over and over and over and over again. I used to love the Red Hot Chili Peppers and then I re-listened to them later on. I'm just like I, I wasn't a fan. And I think that's also like your, your music taste will evolve. Like I, I used to love some bands back in the day and I don't like them now, but I like new bands I didn't like back in the day. Yeah, like um, another one, Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam has made a very, like, across their discography, they've made a wide range of songs and styles of music. It's just, uh, it's kind of, it's like, I guess, like, growing up, okay, growing up, I hated country music. Like, hated it with a passion. If it turned on, I wouldn't even, like, give it, like, I wouldn't give it the time of day. Do you know what actually really started making me... The old like original stars music? that where it was good, it was closer to rock versus the the twangy, achy, breaky heart. I lost all well, my shit type stuff. Or well, so ironically, the newer yeah. stuff is more like rockabilly, which is what you're talking about, which is more rock based. But no, what happened was I went to a country fest concert with my wife. Well, my girlfriend at the time, wife now. I always say that because we've been together for like freaking long. But anyways, went to a country fest concert and Charlie's Daniels Band took the stage. And you've heard this story before. They got up there and they started playing a cover of Tools Sober. And they nailed it. Like, a hundred percent nailed it. It was amazing. Granted, there was only me and like one other dude in the crowd that realized they were playing Tools Sober and that it was good. But they nailed it. And after that, I was like, these bands, like, they're just bands. They make their music and they're just, they're bands. So then I started really opening up and listening to more country. And realize that not all of it's great, of course, but there's a lot of it that's really good. Yeah, it, interesting Indeed, thing. My, my boss actually introduced me to this. He's a cool guy, by the way. A uh, really cool guy, but uh, like uh, the lead singer of Tool and before Tool was like Tool, like the earlier version of the band and some of the earlier song that later became like the big hits. Dude, listen to that. It's awful. 
they started off awful. Like the earlier version of the band before they turned into Tool was, I listened to it. I was like, this turned into what we know now. I'm like, holy shit. It really is pretty, you know, a lot of stuff can really change. For me personally, like I can't stand country. There's only one band I've ever listened to that I've been like, I can enjoy this. And that was Darius Rucker. Uh, when he when he split off from Hooting the Blowfish and became a country singer, I was like, I enjoy this stuff, but everything else, I, I just I just hate country. But you gotta admit though, his voice is fucking incredible. Whose voice? Darius Rucker. No, I, like, I like when he sings country. Even I live. Enjoy it. But the thing is, even live, like a lot of people are like, they sound really good on CD. Then you hear him in real life, it's like, ah, eh, he is just fucking incredible, even live. Well, there's a couple of people that I want to point out that I, I, I really feel when they made their country equivalent songs came out really well. Now, I don't like the band all that well. There's a few songs that they like, but have you heard Seether's country song? It's actually like, it's actually good, but it's a country song and they named it the country song. <laughs> but it's, is it a song about Amy good. Lee leaving him? Um, another one. No, I don't. I don't remember actually what it's about, but it's actually it's it's honestly it's it's a great song. I it's have always really liked Johnny point. Cash. Everyone likes Johnny Cash. Oh, that Cash and he does that and he but does Cash a fantastic country. version of "Hurt" from Nine Inch Nails. Oh God, that, like that. That's a that's a different but, that's but a still, different that's, level right there, man. Like Johnny Cash's "Hurt" is just. Like that's a that was that was Trent Reznor going, dude. I would be honored for you to do anything you want to that song. If you want to, if you want to mess it up so that nobody ever listens to it again, you go right ahead because that's Johnny Cash, man. Also, you, you know what's it. you know what's interesting. No, oh, sorry, I wasn't done. I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Right. You know what's also interesting to see is like um, Disturbed, right? Doing the uh, the uh, Simon and Garfunkel "Sound of Silence," which really cool to hear. Is just you know, the, you know, like a lot of people when they get big, they get big heads, right? The lead singer Disturbed was actually terrified. He admits it in a lot of like interviews. He's like, I did not want to fuck up that song. I wanted to do them proud. I was so fucking nervous. Like the guy was terrified to do it. But it came out so awesome. I think that's also kind of a cool, like that's another topic I love to discuss is sometimes because like I've listened to the, you know, the Garfunkel version of it and I've listened to the to the new, the redone Disturbed version of the Sound of Silence and I prefer when Disturbed did it because I think it just kind of carries same. that. But also like the same, same deal with like Diary of Jane. I prefer it when Breaking Benjamin did it as opposed to the original artist. And I think that like, you know, same thing with Shinedown when he covered the song 45. I think he did, I think those bands, in my opinion, did it better than the original. And like, it's sometimes like a song comes out. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I'm sorry to stop you, but my brain just exploded. Yes. Diary of a Jane was a cover? I'll have to look Who's it up. Who's saying it originally? I'll do so right now and I'll let you know in a second. All right, so 45, I always assumed was a cover, but I thought 45 wasn't a cover. No, I'm pretty sure it was a cover. I got to look it up now because I always thought 45. Like, I know that they did a few of them. An acoustic cover 45 was featured. Background. I, thought it was yeah, a I don't cover. think 45 was a cover. Oh, no. We're going to get attacked by people who are like, see, you people don't know the bands at all. You're not really their fans. Well, no, like, I, like, 
Well, no, I'm, I'm saying I don't believe 45 is a cover. And I don't think I'm, I'm looking it up now. I don't think 45 is a cover. Diary of Jane, I had no clue about. So if that's a cover, I want to know. I'm pretty sure it was. A, I mean, I could be wrong. D, am I, am I incorrect? Is it if I thought Diary of Jane was a cover? Uh, well, according so to Google, Here, here's according about to Google, Diary of Jane looks like the original is, is Breaking Benjamin's. But oh, I'm wow, looking. Okay. I thought it was a cover. So. So here, here I'm, I'm reading about 45, Shinedown Song. The inspiration for the song really came from, I think a lot of people kind of take a literal sense because of the lyrics, but the song is basically about a day that you wake up and you look at yourself in the mirror and you finally decide what you want to try to become comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, this doesn't say anything about being What's interesting is, is how many songs were actually covers of Depeche Mode. Oh, personal Jesus. That was Depeche Mode. Oh, what was people, that song that uh, so. Don't sing the song. I didn't um Yeah, I'll butcher it. Oh my god, now I forgot the name of the band. Oh, it's gonna kill me. They uh They did killing something. Kill kill engage. Uh something engage. Who the hell is that? Kill switch engage? Kill switch engage. They did a cover of a song. Or maybe it was Pantera. I know Corn did a cover of a Metallica song I actually didn't like, and I love Corn. Oh my god, there are there are bands who do cover oh, songs one? and they sound absolutely atrocious. I can't remember. Uh, somebody did a, a cover of Panic at the Disco, one of their songs, and it was so bad. Pantera did a cover of a song. And it's killing me. It's either killing. It's either Kill Switch Engaged or Pantera. Oh my god! I'm gonna. I'm gonna friggin' my brain's gonna explode. I'm just killing so much time right now. And there's somebody probably listening. It's like I know what song you're talking about. And, and that's when they turn on and say, "You're not a real fan. See, I was born. I lived through their albums." It was. It was Kill Switch. No, I was right. It was Kill Switch Engaged with Holy Diver. You guys no. remember that song? Before my time. Was, wasn't was Holy Diver done by Dio? Or am I mistaken on that? Dio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was done by Dio. Killswitch Engage nailed it, though. Like, I honestly think the Killswitch Engage version is better than the Dio version. But yeah, like, okay, so uh, Diary of Jane is I not a cover. I thought it was. I apologize. I was incorrect on that one. I uh, yeah, same. same. I was, was agreeing with him. I, I'm in the same boat. I thought it was, too, and I'm, I'm totally wrong with that one. All right, and forty-five does not seem to be a cover. Same, either. same. I am, I am guilty. Something else that I honestly like. I grew up okay. and I was told that it was a cover, and I just honestly believed that it was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. No, I can believe it because it sounds really, really good, and it sounds like it's a cover of something. Like it sounds like they did a really great cover. You know who else did? Uh, you know another song by Disturbed that was a great cover. Land of Confusion was originally done by Genesis. Disturbed is a really good version of Land of Confusion as well. So this is where I'm going to come out, and I'm probably going to yeah. anger the two of you. I hate Disturbed. <laughs> I used to love them. I used. I to still love them. them. I really. It's did. not going to anger me. I, I. I. No. I. I used to love them, and the thing that killed me was I went to see them live, and it was it. Okay, it was um, it was Nonpoint, a Flyleaf. Stone Ooh, Sour. Leaf and Stone Sour. Ooh, good. I'd love to have been there. Okay. Okay. And then it was Disturbed. All right. They had Nonpoint get up there. 
non-point, like they hit the stage. And I swear to you, I have been to so many concerts. I mean, I have a buzzing in my ear now that's permanent. That's tonight is never going away. I've been to so many concerts. I have never in my life, in my life, seen a crowd go from mingling and talking and just being like loud, like just a stadium of people standing, just sitting there talking to instant energy, non-point, literally. It wasn't even like they just walked on stage. Like everybody's talking, nobody even noticed the drummer get behind the drums. All of a sudden, bam, it hits, and everybody in that room is like fucking kicking it, jamming out. I'm like, holy shit, Flyleaf got on next. My opinion, Flyleaf probably should have went on first because Flyleaf kind of took the energy down a little because Flyleaf's good, don't get me wrong, but their songs are way more mellow compared to Nonpoint. Very true. And Nonpoint's got that one great cover. Do you guys remember that cover? I didn't even know who you're talking about, honestly. No. You know Nonpoint is? Oh, man. Nonpoint, Nonpoint's got some great, great And here's tunes. where Cecil and D came um, up and be like, you don't know Nonpoint, you fucking noob! No, 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 no. No, 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 no. If you, if you get a chance, totally check out Nonpoint. And if you liked Disturb's cover of uh, Land of Confusion, Nonpoint does a cover of In the Air Tonight. That is spec for the attack. I haven't heard that one yet, but I'm definitely Googling that. I'm going to look at that up later. Yeah. If you get a chance, Nonpoint's got some great music. Dare you to bing it. Totally check them out. Um, anywho, so Flyleaf came on and then Stone Sour came on. And I'm telling you right now, if there is any performer out there that can, that can take control of a crowd, Corey Taylor can take control of it. I crowd. love Stone Sour. I mean, Corey Taylor at first it is Slipknot, and then, uh, of course, you know, Stone Sour. I love Stone Sour, and so does the wife. I mean, it's just phenomenal. This is, there's two main songs Dude, they from did Stone a- Sour. I love it. It's Looking Through the Glass, and then... Um, oh, yeah. I forget the other one. I Honestly, I, I'm, I'm drawing a Bother. complete blank on the other one, but it's another one of his more popular songs. Bother. I'll bet you money it's Yes, bother. it is, actually, yeah. I was going to say, every, like, bother, bother is one. I think it was off their Spider-Man soundtrack. I want to say Bother was on Spider-Man. It was on a movie soundtrack. Spider-Man? I want to say that it was on on Spider-Man. I'm probably going to be proven wrong Spider-Man. here. Yeah, Bother's one of my wife's favorite songs, too. Yeah, it's so good. And they, like, Snuff. Snuff was another great song by them. Um, but anyway, so Stone Sour got up there. And as I said, Corey Taylor can just take control of a crowd and really, like, get you going. Disturbed got up there. And, like, okay, everybody, everybody up until now. They're all over the stage. They're getting going. They're talking to the crowd. They're interacting with the crowd. They're getting the crowd pumped and going. Disturb got up there. And I'm not going to lie. They just kind of stood there and just sang. Like they just stood like the guys like didn't really like the guy just sat there and he played guitar. I don't even remember his name now because like at that point in time, I'm just like, I don't like everybody up till now has blown the doors off this place and you're playing your music. But you're just like, all right, are you guys ready? Glens Falls? It's like, like you couldn't even memorize where you were before you got on stage. Like, really? You've got a plaque in front of you that says Glens Falls, New York. So so in other words, you're basically just going through the motions at this point. Disturbed has gotten so big, Dude. it's going through the motions rather than really putting on a show. Or they've gone through Dude, 100 yeah, like, shows and they're just tired. Well, but I mean, I'm going to be honest here. 
whether you've gone through 100 shows and you're tired, I'm pretty confident that those other three bands that were just on stage have gone through just as many shows because they're on tour with you. Fair. Like, and, and they still they still brought it. Like, they came into the house swinging. And the, sw- and, and, and the fans, even though you might have done 100 shows, to the fans, this is maybe their first fucking concert, their first show. Yeah. And, yeah it was my, it was my first, first Disturbed concert. And that's what they're really looking for. Like, even today, I mean, how, how long has Rob Zombie, ver- you know, and previously White Zombie been on the scene? And Rob Zombie, still from what I hear, I haven't seen it lately, but Rob Zombie puts on some killer shows. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, that's a, that's the thing. Like, I think, okay, a, a band that is – and, and you can hate the band all you want. I don't care. The band that will always get – I will give props to is Papa Roach because – and no matter whether they're in a band, no, no, hear me out for a second, okay? No matter whether they're in a small, like, 300-person venue or they're playing for 20,000 people, they give you a show. Like, they get up on there. They get up on stage. They get the energy going. They interact with the crowd. They give you the songs you want. They come back. They Like, like they are they will give you i mean they're it's how they make their money of course and i get that but they will give the fans what they want see i thought when you said people are going to attack me i immediately thought you were going to go nickelback and i was like you're incurring the wrath of the internet my friend <laughs> i have never seen nickelback in concert however i wouldn't be opposed to seeing nickelback in concert on, on, a, side note, on a side note um one of the first concerts i went to was papa roach and breaking benjamin and that was one d got kicked out of Northern Lights? Yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't get kicked out of. The girlfriend at the time got kicked out of, and I followed her out to make her feel better. Oh, we all know what she happened. She got kicked out. I did not. As I was gonna say, like, I saw um, another band, Skindred. Uh, Skindred was one of those bands that really, like, they brought energy to the stage. And I was so jealous because Cecil got to meet the freaking Breaking Benjamin's band. Well, I, I was, was out consoling her, dumb butt. <laughs> I actually drank beers with Papa Roach for like a couple hours because I That's went in awesome. there. Because I went in there when I went to go, um, I went up, I, I did the whole, okay, so I'm up there. First time I'm seeing Papa Roach, Northern Lights. It's a small venue, like super small venue. You know, when I got there, they're like, hey, you want to buy the VIP pass? I'm like, what's the VIP pass? Oh, well, you know, you get, you can go, you meet, meet and greet with the band afterwards. They sign some, they can sign some stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. So of course, while I'm there, I'm like, well, let me go pick up the album while I'm here because I don't own the album. Might as well go pick it up. So I was going to buy a bunch of drinks, but instead, I'll just get the album instead because I was a poor freaking, you know, college student. I didn't have fucking money. I'm like, all right, I'm going I'm to pick that up. So went to go see him. And of course, I'm like a row back from, from first row because it was all standing room. And y'all know me. I'm a tall guy. So I'm sitting there and I'm standing above everybody else. And like, it's jamming out. It's jamming out. I like, you know, he comes down and he's giving, you know, fist bumps to people in the crowd. And I just, you know, of course, reach the hand up. He gives me a fist bump and I'm like, yeah, devil horns back to him. And it was one of those. Yeah. He looked at me like, nah, he was just looking at somebody else. It's all cool. Whatever. And like, we're jamming out. So when we go back and we go to get our stuff signed, I'm sitting there, I'm waiting in line and I get to the, uh, get to the drummer and the drummer's like hitting on this chick so he could. He barely cared who the hell I was. And he just like, hey, sign quick. I handed it to the, uh, I actually fucked up. Uh, the bassist, I opened up to the guitars page and he got all pissed. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I was like, oh, I fucked that up. I get to Jacoby. As soon as I got to him, he's like, he's like, hey, man. And he gives me a fist bump. He's like, dude, you were right there, front and center. I'm like, yeah, man, I was. He's like, dude, you were like a foot above everybody in that crowd. I was like, well, I'm a tall guy. He's like, you know, 
it comes with the territory. He's like, uh, I was like, the hair's a lot thinner. And I made him laugh. And he's like, he's like, bro. And like, we started talking for a second. And like, you know, the, the ushers that they got going on. Sorry, I'll get to you right in a second, Travis. Um, as soon as, as soon as the ushers are going on, they're like, Hey, you got to go. And I'm like, Oh yeah, shit. Sorry. And Jacoby's like, no, fuck you, dude. Here, just take a step back for a second. And he's sitting there and like, he signed other stuff and like talking to people, but he's talking to me at the same time. So then, like all of a sudden he's like, um, he's like, well, He's like, well, hey, come on back here. And he like motioned for somebody else. So I grabbed a chair and I'm literally sitting like in between the bases to I'm pretty sure I pissed off on Jacoby. And like they're, they, they're bringing beers over. I'm sitting there drinking beers like they get through everybody in the fucking line. And we're still sitting there drinking beers. And a couple other people end up sticking around, too. And we're all just sitting there drinking beers, bullshit with the band. And I'm just sitting there going like I'm fucking drunk at this point in time. I am. I like all this beer, I, all the money I didn't spend on beer because I spent it on the album till I get them to sign it. Like they, they picked beers up and handed them to me and I was drunk. Like I was gone. Um, but it was really freaking awesome. And I just sit there drinking beers with the band. I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm going to remember that is, this. That is really you're so I hope chill. I remember you this. Squeeze I into things. So like, I, I think the only story awesome. I have in regards to like a VIP treatment was, um, I bought tickets to see a show, uh, with Chevelle, Finger Eleven, Evanescence. It wasn't Glens Falls, and uh, I then, and then I had. Oh, well, yes. We all went together. Was that in Glens Falls? <laughs> and uh, I saw the same show. Yeah, I was there. Uh, we we took uh, we took Zyber too. See what happened was is that oh, um, the local radio station was doing a, a, a contest, and I won the contest, so I got VIP passes, and I gave my tickets to Zyber. So he went and he brought somebody and I got to go backstage. And part of that was you got to fight Chevelle and Halo 2. And I spanked him like a drum. And uh, in the hallway, I got to meet Amy Lee and we talked for a few minutes. And she just seemed like the nicest person. <laughs> um, and then I got to chill out with, uh, with Chevelle for a bit. And they were just kind of like BSing and whatnot. I was too young to drink, but I really wish I wasn't because it seemed like it would be a really great gateway story. Dude, was that the same one where Finger Eleven was on stage? Yeah, doing Amy Lee came uh, out for a song for a song Amy for Finger Lee Eleven came and a song on stage and started too. singing. Like she joined them. them. Yeah, she joined them for both. It was it was honestly an amazing show, and I honestly didn't well, I expect the- to hear Amy Lee sound that good live. Oh, dude, it was amazing. And the best part was, is that after she comes out, cause she came out like mid song for one thing and was singing. It was like, well, three quarters of the way through the song and like finished that song with them. And then she like, and everybody, ah! and then she walked off stage. And I remember, well, it was also really from funny Finger because how that followed was that when Amy Lee well, said, how came do you on, that? set came on, she almost broke her ankle on stage because she tripped over the rug going to the piano. Well, no. So her her um her guitarist hit himself like he was he was doing something with the car and he like threw it or, or spun it up and it hit himself. And they went over and they did My Immortal. Instead, they cut straight to My Immortal and My Immortal. Well, I know I know that. Like but two or three more songs. Amy Lee also like so almost tripped on stage too. He was like, hurt. Had carpet, they had their piano and, like, and they had the hand. carpet out and she kind of almost did like a little trip fall on that, but she caught herself. Oh, that. Oh, that, that I didn't remember. I remember the guitarist, though. He, like, I want to say he, 
he did something like he he went to throw the guitar he did something and he hurt he like it hit his hand and they were like oh shit and they stopped the song they were like almost done with the song anyways but they stopped the song and she's just like all right well bring the piano up bring it up bring it up and they literally raised the piano up, and she, without missing was a beat, a, it was a great night. She's it like, was, "Yeah, we're just going to change up the set list for a quick and, second." Uh, it was and really then funny she went too. Right watching, uh, watching her uh, right limousine stop across the street at Stewart's to get gas. I would love to have gotten to meet her. Honestly, I was so worried <laughs> because one of my greatest. No, fears I would love to have gotten to meet her. She seems really like she would like, be a really cool uh, person, you know. Besides, so talented musician, and then just being total douchebag because that ruins it for me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. You don't meet your heroes. I'm actually happy that uh, how I met Carrie Elwes actually at what uh, Baltimore Comic Con. Hmm. I went back and got the uh, you know got the little pass so I could go ahead and, and get a signature for for Jess because she's a huge fan of the uh, Princess Bride. I mean, I am too, but much more so her. But I was talking to another guy, um, another vet. You know, like you had those guys there that were like representing like the vets and everything else doing their stuff. Him and I were chatting, and when Carrie Ellis heard that I was a vet, he actually came up and gave me a hug. So then I got the pass and got in line and you know got the you know signature you know and everything else and I chatted with him for a few minutes but he heard I was a veteran a disabled veteran and just came up and gave me a hug which is really cool and he actually in re- in person he seemed like a really genuinely nice person as opposed to fake nice or you know putting on a show he seemed to be genuinely nice and interested you know what I mean oh that's awesome I mean I only met him for a few as minutes but like to I, so I can't Crow tell for certain but he, to, he seemed like a cool guy if you remember you know. that one what what the end result of that was. Well, she was very put offish uh, from what uh, I heard. With like, she didn't meet with the uh, with the owner, um, you know, Barbara or whatever. But she did, and she met you know mom by mistake because mom got lost in the backstage looking for a freaking bathroom. But she did sign a hat for me. So being a disabled vet, she did sign some stuff for me, which was cool too. So I mean, it's it's kind of like well, was she was busy and stressed and tired, or was she really being you know, at that point in you know, time kind for of a pain? I, I don't you were know. Given a pass to meet the uh, the artists of the day, and that's the people who paid like a thousand plus dollars for that particular ticket. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, even the person that so started the whole center, Barbara, kind of she didn't even get to meet her. Mom only did because she got lost. This is true. This is true. Yeah, there's also there's a lot of stories of just like catching our family fire catching fire things on fire, stove. like popcorn in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> if you're, if you and Dear said, "Mom's like, like a party on general, fire," you're setting like, yourselves just, on fire. Yeah, <laughs> <that's probably. laughs> it is. That's, that's or exploding. Exploding is also a common theme. I was saying. Like there's a there's a thousand degree pillar of heat and smoke and there's a Cecil coming out of the top of it. Whee! On a happy note, I doubt who, that. No, no, no. You're claiming that. I don't believe expert it. in all the explosives in the military. This guy. Nice. Oh no no no! I got I got expert. On I don't all know how he did it without dying. I really three, don't. This is coming from his brother. Oh, I legitimately yeah. don't know how he got those well. without dying. Oh, that's fair. 
I'm not saying nobody died. I'm just saying I didn't. Uh, at the moment, well, I did uh, just currently I'm at this note. particular podcast, I will be streaming in the future, um, and I will have something set up for that. I have a kind of a name in mind that's not currently taken on Twitch, so I don't want to say it before someone signs up for uh, before me. But when I have that, I'll be happy to share it, and hopefully it'll draw people in, as well as my Twitch streaming will draw people into GNA Podcast. Nice. D, where can we find you at, man? Well, not stealing uh, middle-aged guys uh, Twitter it's bald yeah, or Twitch at guy. Uh, Thank bald you very much. I'm not uh, so, pot belly pork pig forty-five. I'm gonna go check if that's out there. <laughs> we probably should. But uh, people can find my website, Microbergamers, with a, a Z instead of an S dot com. I do uh, articles. Uh, I've been putting up some up lately. I've got to do some more again. Um, I still have a YouTube channel. I'm going to be putting up a review of these um, Steam Deck I've been playing with. Uh, I've got some video footage. I'm not finished with it yet, but it'll be out shortly. Uh, Of course, I've got a Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram, uh, Twitch, but I'm not on there very often. I mostly just watch other people. And, of course, I've got a... uh, I Discord channel, microgamers, uh, but I'm mostly on the GNA. Does offer a very healthy article on which pastries do not get stuck in your keyboards while you're gaming. That is important information to know. Let me tell you. Saying, if you don't have it, we need that now. <laughs> and I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Sometimes with an underscore, sometimes without. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, uh, Ustream, um, Facebook, Steam, Xbox, uh, pretty, pretty everywhere as Cecil Xavier or Cecil Zave or Cecil X, something along those lines. I'm always Cecil X out there somewhere. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on Podcast Addict, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen. Uh, iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio. If we're not someplace, let me know. I'll upload there. We're probably already there somewhere. Um, we're partnered with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service with a twist. You can buy bundles of games and donate to charity simultaneously. So just put that question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your link. That'll let us know we sent you. If you see a slider where you can give us money, don't give us money. We don't want the money. We want you to give it all to charity. Maybe some to Humble Bundle. Maybe, maybe some to the developer. We don't care about your money. We just want to know that we sent you there. Um, we are getting the GNA Misadventure League st- uh, started back up actually next week, or well, this week if you're listening to this episode because it releases this week. But on July 22nd, we're firing it back up. We're doing homebrew. I'm going to be taking the episodes, trimming them down, and then sending them out on the Misadventure League channel, which that is not everywhere, but it's in a few key locations. So go check out GNA Misadventure League. We're going to be doing a homebrew in Greyhawk. It's going to be a fun, low magic. Uh, uh, homebrew so come join us for that um i've subscribed to shutter i got drunk the other night while we were watching movies and uh i subscribed to shutter so um, i now have horror movies at nausea uh, so maybe we'll get horror movie mo- night going back again don't know we'll see what happens it's fun stuff though we're uh, we're gonna try to keep things going uh we're getting some we're getting some regular cast members on which is great 
Because then I don't have to keep uh, sitting here talking at you guys completely alone. Uh, oh, the podcast, uh, the website, www.gnapodcast.com. Go check it out. There's an article page there. The actual article page links right over to Microbrew Gamer. So if you're looking for us there, if there's also a link to the Discord right there that you can use to join in at your leisure. Join in, talk. Um, we're usually bullshitting about anything and everything. Or if you just want to be on the show, you can come join the Discord and just uh, sign up for the show because anybody is always welcome. We always try to keep it down to about four or five people, but... If you're a new one, new you know, newbie, random you kind of get priority. Um, I'd be more than uh, willing like to brew some beer uh, for this group that is voted on by the audience. So they basically dictate what we'd be drinking in a future show. If you guys wanted to set something along those lines up, if you want to, if you want to brew a beer and you want to send it out to us, and uh, we all drink it on the show for that night, we'll do it. I mean, we've done some bits where we drank. I'm more than beer, capable, usually yeah, screw with blue. more than willing to do but, so, uh, and like, I, I don't know if I'll, I'll be able to deliver it via <laughs> you know, US do it, service, but I can definitely down. make sure that you get it one way or another. And it might be something that we have to kind of like shoot off in the, in the future, and depending upon the brew, it could take a while to brew as well, but we'll figure we, can, out, we yeah. can talk on the side and kind of set that up. Yeah. Absolutely, because I'm always going up to New York and that area all the time anyway, so be good. Well, gentlemen... Thank you for joining me. Do you as well? It was. It was good. You have a great night. I feel I feel good after all that cracking rum. <laughs> <laughs>